and we are back. Ball Central Podcast. We took a week off because of the NFL draft, and me, Elijah, and a very special guest host last week, aka Lawrence from IBT Sports, we got a dub in Fortnite and talked about the draft. I'm pretty sure it's still in a VOD on the Twitch side if you want to go check it out. But this week, we got myself, John, and Elijah. Akeem will be coming very shortly to cover Ball Central. Go follow and listen to our podcast on Spotify, John's favorite. Uh, Google Podcast, Anchor, and what was the fourth one? Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, thank you. Apple Podcast. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about NFL since the draft happened and some moves that happened during the NFL draft. Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with the Debo. Debo. Let's start with the Hollywood Brown trade to Arizona and right. Arizona giving Baltimore a first-round pick for him. They, they knew something was up with D-Hop. It's very coincidental that a couple days after, Hopkins got suspended. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, feel I, like they they up. I think they could have gotten more. You know what I mean? Baltimore in a way. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I don't I don't see Hollywood Brown. Like, he didn't, he didn't do what he needed to do in Baltimore. You know what I mean? Yeah, rumor about, rumors was going around. I think Robert Griffin III, former uh, Baltimore quarterback, uh, went to Twitter and talked about the issue. He said, I think he mentioned that Marquise Brown's issue was not, was not with Lamar. It was how the coach was, the offensive coach. I think it was Greg Roman, I believe. How they, they wasn't focused on wide receiver play. They were more about like running the ball and not solely focused on uh, like his style of play. So. And that's how he wouldn't get paid. So I'm guessing that and that's what Robert Griffin the third said. So that's just you know rumors and reports. Did you hear what Steve Smith said? What? He said he can't get off the line. He's not that good of a wide receiver. Hey, I mean, that's a direct quote too. Like I'm. I'm Hollywood not- Brown isn't the isn't the best receiver in the league. So. I mean, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. Also, I don't think he's a true number one either. So I mean, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but hey, go ahead, buddy. I think that. In my eyes, Baltimore got – I think they got exactly – I think they got more than what they deserved for Hollywood Brown because Hollywood Brown was not – he's not worth the first-round pick. Right. I'm surprised they got that. But I will say that in terms of Baltimore, y'all are about to push Lamar Jackson outside the door. Because Absolutely. the fact that he tweeted what the, like, what the fuck right after the trade happened means that he was not notified of any of this happening. He had no say in anything. And that is going to push your QB one out the door. I I just I kind of disagree with that. Just because who they drafted, you know what I mean? Like the the trade that included Hollywood Brown got him a Hall of Fame type center, probably the best center in this draft. The Jets were looking at him. A bunch of teams were looking at him. Uh, he went twenty five. I mean that was that's pretty right around the point he was supposed to go. So I mean I don't. I don't know. I, I think nah, in a way you need to get rid of Hollywood Brown because he demanded that trade, and you don't want a stalemate. You know what I mean? So instead, you got a, a, a good center to replace your now one that's gone, who retired or whatever. And uh, I mean, it, it's a piece for a piece. I mean, do I think that Baltimore is lacking on the wide receiver? Absolutely. Standpoint, <laughs> absolutely, hundred percent. But they all they have. You have to remember they have Bateman, who. Was a rookie last year who knows the playbook, who I'm excited to see this year. You know what I mean? Fancy stock. 
stock. I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to look into him, I think he's going to be Lamar's number one. They still have Andrews, right? At tight end. Right. I yeah. think they can make they can make a couple moves. Odell's still out there. I think. And Travis Landry. I think I agree with you guys that Hollywood Brown wasn't worth the first round pick they got for him. I think plus they I they I think they got a third round too or something like that. I think they switched third rounders. I, I actually don't know the full details of the trade. I just think the trade for for, for Arizona, great trade because you did just lose D Hop, and I feel like maybe the trade had something to do with that because it's possible. I mean, these agents and players, you know, they give the team heads up most of the time when stuff is about to happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like maybe Arizona told them, like, yo, I have a drug test. I'm, I mean, Dehop told Arizona, like, yo, I have a drug test. I'm going to fail because I did something. They'll probably appeal the suspension, maybe get it reduced, possibly. I don't know. Right. But I feel like Arizona knew something and they knew they needed to get a wide receiver. And then them getting a wide receiver, I feel like they got a true wide receiver too, or at least a great slot receiver out of Marquise Brown. Right. Just to give up a first-round pick. And as long as the team can stay healthy, I think that Arizona will probably, in my eyes, win the NFC West next year. Ooh, big statement. Big statement. I, I don't know about that. But oh, I um, do like I like who they at. Yeah, um, for me, uh, I think – um, both on defense, especially in the draft, they got a lot of good pieces on defense. They did, but I'm still worried about their offense after the after the draft, just because uh, Mark Andrews is one of the best tight ends in the league. But if he gets doubled, there's not much you can do with that offense. Rashard Bateman, second year, he knows the playbook very well, but he hasn't like shown you anything that'll make you like trust him completely 100 percent yet. So Mark, he struggled with injuries last year. I can see yeah. why you're saying that, but yeah, because I, I mean, I, I, yeah, after Mark Andrews. There's not a lot of, you know, well-known names at the wide receiver or uh, pass-catching uh, list for the Ravens. So, I mean, the defense, hopefully, you know, it lights out as it is, as it's expected to be because that defense looks very good at this moment. So maybe they don't have to rely on the offense too much. But, you know, off, it is a very good offensive league in NFL. So maybe, you know, try to sign some wide receivers that are still available, maybe make another trade. But we'll see how that turns out. As for the, um, Arizona – yeah, I think Hollywood Brown was definitely a good uh, addition for them, especially with D-Hop out. Now you have uh, Rondell Moore, you have him, Zach Ertz. They added another receiver, tight end for some reason when they already have two on the roster. I don't know why, but... Hey, you, you know. never have enough going into training camp. You can always cut somebody. You can always add somebody. True, but I mean, Max Williams and Zach Ertz are pretty reliable tight ends. I, I don't you. know why, but... Maybe maybe he'll put him at another receiver position until D Hop gets back, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, I just think that Baltimore has some work to do on offense and hopefully they have they spend the rest of the offseason trying to fix that hole. I agree with you. And I but I do think that they're a very competent organization in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like from their owner to their fan base, they're I mean, I don't know if you've been to any Ravens games, but they're they're die hard down there. Like they hate Pittsburgh. They they that rivalry is probably one of the best in sports because those two franchises have been so steady. You know what I mean? Right. But I, if Deshaun Watson plays, I'm afraid for you. you know what I mean? Because you got to go toe to toe with. So I mean, there's still a lot out on the market. Yeah. Right. Um, also, the Jets. 
was getting praised a lot for their draft. Uh, oh, John, draft grades? What do you think, Phil? I, I love the the Jets draft. I told you this. I think at, during the draft that I thought they had a very good draft. Sauce Gardner, Jeremiah Johnson, yep. uh, Garrett Wilson. Yep. I love that they got a, a wide receiver, especially that wide receiver, especially to compliment Elijah Moore. Also, the running back uh, to, to go with, Michael Carter. Yep. Uh, Brees Hall, I believe his name is. That's his name. It, it's it's going to suck for Michael Carter, Pacey, owners like myself next year. I, don't but... think, I think it's a one-two punch. I think it's a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hear with you. With I think someone's going to vulture touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. I oh, think okay. It. Yeah, for touchdowns, it will be hard to decide. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I thought they had a very good draft. All those additions. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson, I think his name is, was on Last Chance You on Netflix. And having him go from that to uh, a draft pick in the NFL is crazy. So, shout out to him. And he dropped. Thought, he really right. dropped. Yeah. I, very, I think a very good draft for the Jets. And I, a lot of fans should be proud of. E, do you want to go before I go? Because I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go John. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, John. You can say. You can okay. Uh, I, I think we got an A plus overall. I think I think Sauce Garner was a great pick. I'm a little bit worried for him uh, because as as shut down of corner, I think he is. I think he he's willing to learn, and I think his first year will be hard because there's a just got added to this division. Uh, Hill and I mean Diggs was what a year or two ago, so. I mean, he, he's got a lot to catch up on when it comes to covering people, but I'm excited for that draft pick. And uh, one of my favorites, actually, I, I don't mean to bring it up, but we talked about too many tight ends in Arizona. We just drafted a tight end in the third round, uh, Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. Cool, nice. Really good guy. Really good guy. He can catch. He can. He, apparently, he's a, a beast in the run game. That's what uh, Robert Sala said. But my favorite part about him is that he's from Long Island. So when he got drafted, his dad, like everybody in his family, they were on Long Island. Like it was like a really huge special moment. If like you know, if you're a Jets fan, so like I'd like to say congratulations to him and congratulations to all the other first and second and all our picks. And uh, hopefully it'll be a good year. I think I think we added some key pieces. Uh, I'm a little upset about uh, not getting that center that Baltimore got, but Jermaine Johnson dropped to what twenty. He was like a top yeah, 25, 26, player. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I, I just I can't get over it on how well the Jets did. And I'm glad they went and got their guy at the end of the first round, and we have three first round picks. And, I mean, I think we still have, we definitely have one next year. We might have two. I'm not 100 percent sure, but we still have a lot more draft picks. So, I mean, the defense also you guys got a corner, I believe. Oh, yeah, Sauce Gardner was a good, a great addition. Yeah, one of the best, one of the best cornerbacks in the draft. The pass rush for the Jets, obviously the D line was good yes last year, but the one thing that was struggling was the cornerbacks and secondary, and that the, the one thing to help fix that is definitely Sauce Gardner. Sure, especially yeah. the way he plays. I, I like what Michael Carter did. Michael Carter did, but I think he'll, he'll do better in the slot this year. And I think overall, we're like we have Lawson who got injured at the beginning of uh, last season before he even played. So him with Jermaine Johnson on the other side, like and Quentin Williams in the middle. I'm I'm really excited for this. I think this defense takes a major step up from what, 26th or 27th. I forget what they were ranked at the final of last year. But I think our last five games are our first five games of this year. I think we struggle, but we win a couple. So, I mean, that's a bold prediction. But 
E, what do you think of the draft? All right, so I'm going to agree with you about the um the defense. I like our defense very much right now. And I'm after the draft, this is the most excited I've been about the Jets since they went to the AFC Championship in 2009. Sure. Or 2010, whatever year it was. And I the only thing I'm mad about, not really mad, just like I wish this could have happened somehow. I wish we could have gotten Debo. But I'm also glad. What did you say? I, I, I would say yes, but I would also say, I mean, I'm not trying to. Well, I'll let you finish your thought. But I'm just saying, I'm glad that they didn't bid on him too high. Do you know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. I'm just glad that Joe Douglas was able to keep his head, straight, his head on straight and not go above and beyond just to get Debo. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, I don't, I don't know how Garrett Wilson's gonna do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to overpredict for him, but realistically, the top two wide receivers in the past two classes have impacted their teams they got drafted to tremendously. You know what Chase. I mean? I mean, Chase Young, exactly. I mean, I, I'm not saying Garrett Wilson and uh, Zach Wilson have that type of chemistry yet, but I will say this from everyone outside looking in. Zach Wilson has been flying to different places to throw to his wide receivers. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. I think now he's going to go visit Garrett Wilson. He's been going on a, a wide receiver, like, little, like, oasis, like, with his different – with his rookie money. So, I'm really excited for next year. I think he makes a little bit of a jump. I, I only thing I will say about uh, the Jets and where we went – why I'm not gonna give him an A plus, and I'm gonna say like an A minus. Oh, sh- that's all right. Go ahead. What, what was what was wrong with the draft? We did not we did not really address the line, the whole line as much. No, I'm glad we did. I mean, what 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 part of the old line are you like worried about? We're we're talking about right here. You said center. I think that center. McGovern has one more year left, and he either resigns or they they go get one in next year's draft probably. I just somehow wish that we could have, like, gotten a very, like, high-rated old lineman. Like, not necessarily. I don't think Brees Hall was that necessary of a draft, like, necessity of a draft pick. I think we could have spent that pick on old line in the second round. I hear you. Like, I don't hear get me wrong. I, I, I like Brees Hall. Like, I watch his highlights. Everybody we drafted, I watch highlights. He, he's like sneaky fast, though. Like, I'm not yeah. saying he's fast, but he's sneaky. I do feel like I mean, you said this before. How it's going to be like a one-two punch? I think this backfield can somehow be like a not the same because we don't really have a Michael Carter's not exactly a power back. Sure, but like a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb type backfield. Sure, that would be cool. I'm not I'm not trying to hate on it, but yeah, I mean, but I I agree with you. What your point is you have to fix the line. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. the only way those guys are going to succeed is if your line is good, and I think McGovern did. Good enough last year to see if he can do it this year. But uh, I will say the one thing that I think a lot of experts got wrong, that if you, like, really followed the Jets, you would know they were not doing this. A lot of people were saying they were going to go tackle, and I'm glad they didn't. They didn't need to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Becton, I think he comes back from his injury, and I, I think we see what we see. But, like, a lot of people were saying that he was injury-prone. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like the, the new addition of the guard from San Francisco. So, we, we did touch on the old line. Oh. But I just they, – they need to mesh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I personally – just me personally, I don't really like McGovern at center. And I get that he picked it up towards the end of the year. Sure. But I just feel like, to me, 
like that's like a Russell. Like, hate to compare my favorite player to this guy, but it's like a Russell Westbrook type of thing. These last few years, it's like it's taken a second for Russ to pick it up. Sure. And because of that, people are looking at Russ as if he's not the same player. Sure. And because of that, it's like I now look at McGovern as if, like you gonna need time to warm up. We we don't need that. We need somebody who's gonna be here from day one on fire from day one. So yeah. They just invested so much money in them. Like, like that was a, that was what the old GM brought in. And instead of cutting him, you know what I mean? They they kind of just saw what he could do. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. think Joe Douglas as a whole is probably drafted better than almost any other Jet GM in the history of Jet GMs. Because I mean, I'm not saying Zach Wilson pans out, but if he does pan out, and then these three guys that you got this year pan out, I'm just. <sighs> They're a real young team. You know what I mean? And they're playing in a division with, like, you still got to admit, they, they have the greatest coach in New England. You got Buffalo, that's the uprising star. You got Miami trying to move up. And I think I think we're trying to do the same. I think the, the AFC East, in a way, is trying, the East is trying to compete with the West. You know how everyone's kind of building up in the West? Yeah. It's more the NFC. But, like, what I'm saying is, Iron sharpens iron, and I think I wouldn't because, say it's more the NFC, the AFC West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is like iron sharpens iron. So if someone in your division gets better, I think that motivates you to get even better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what this year brings. I'm, so, I, I just want to say that I'm glad. A lot of people made fun of that Patriots pick in the first round. It was a very strange pick, but I, I don't know because because his last name was strange, but you know. Um, um, for me, yeah, I, I didn't like the Patriots draft at all, to be honest. Um, I, Bill Belichick has had a good history with um, drafting old linemen. So, yeah. I mean, the strange pick wasn't too bad, but reports were saying that this could have been a guy they could have gotten in the third or fourth, but instead they reached for in the first. So, I think the Rams also propped that up a little bit by saying they were looking at him. Yeah, okay. Get the heck out of here. I think it's predicted like 140 or something like that. So, I mean, on some people's boards, but I mean, they're they're also reaching in to see if they can find anyone who falls. You know what I mean? They have no picks, so they they got to try to look for the best available guy. And I guess they thought he'd be there because he's what a small well, school guy. Um, the the Georgia wide receiver, uh, George Pickens, was still available. They they should have drafted him because they needed a receiver badly. But I know. it's weird. Yeah, this, this whole draft for the gen- Patriots in general was off. Uh, they drafted a kick returner. They drafted a quarterback. Uh, strangely, I don't know why. Even though they already have Hoyer and Mac Jones, uh, fifth maybe fourth, fifth. Uh, they got a corner. They got two corners. One of them a kick, is a kick returner, which is decent. They drafted a quarterback. The quarterback I mentioned earlier, who could play quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Okay. So. Eh. Uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't know why, but yeah, just a very weird draft for the Patriots. Like they haven't had like a decent draft in a while, so. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just weird. I also want to talk about uh, Malik Willis to the Titans. What do you guys think about that? And I what like do you guys that. think about Ryan Tannehill's comment? It's not my job. That got overblown. That was bad media. Because did you see the last three words he said after that? Was he after? He yeah. said, uh, but we'll be in the same room. We'll be doing things. It wasn't like, I forget. I don't have the, the full quote, 
but all right, I'll look it up. No, he, that's what he said. He said, also, he said, learns from me that's good yeah. for him and stuff like that. But he said it's not my job to mentor him. And I feel like as a veteran quarterback in any room, in my eyes, no matter what team you play for or who's in the room, mm-hmm. as a veteran, mm-hmm. the young guys are supposed to be taken under your wing. Like yeah. That's I mean, the thing that's going to really help build team chemistry. And I feel like Ryan Tannehill already starting off on the wrong foot. I mean, you can also see it both ways, though. Um Yes, the whole mentor thing is very important, but at the other end, he's in there to take Ryan Tannehill's job potentially, and I'm pretty sure Ryan Tannehill feels threatened by Malik Willis because there's probably a reason why the Titans got him, just because oh, what? probably two probably two take over Tannehill's job. So, I mean, I, I he sort of feels has a right to feel that way because he's basically saying I don't want to mentor my the person that's eventually going to take my job away from me if I step up. So. You can see it from both ways, though. At the, at the end of the day, sorry. What did you say, John? I, I said, Phil, what do you think about that, though? Are you are you pro Ryan Tannehill or are you pro media side of he should be teaching him? You know what I mean? Honestly, I, I think I'm on – I can see it from both ways, to be honest. Okay. I don't have, I really want to pick a side just because, like, you, you, you have a case for both ways. One side – Yes, you're the you're the older guy. You're supposed to be mentoring the, the youth to help them bring them up to speed and make sure that they're a good player in the future. But on the other end, it's a business. He's here to replace you eventually. I mean, they saw how you performed against the uh, Bengals in the playoffs. They want to make sure they're secured for the future. They don't want to sure they don't make sure anything like that happens. They need to they they want to potentially move on. So that's why they got Malik Willis. So I I. Feel, I'd feel some type of way if, if I, my replacement was there and they asked me to, to train them. Maybe it's just like a, a regular job. You'd feel some type of way. And bro, think about it this way. Like, the, I, I totally agree with that point, and I'm kind of, that's why I'm kind of leaning on the more Ryan Tannehill side of it. But, like, I mean, I also, like, I was a big Kurt Warner fan of him always helping young quarterbacks, no matter if they're going to take their job or not. But, like, I, I, I don't know. I Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? Like Ben Roethlisberger. There's a list of people that have said this exact same thing. You know what I mean? And they're not getting as much hate as Ryan Tannehill is after he threw three picks against Cincinnati and they took away his two top wide receivers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if, could you imagine trading around A.J. Brown? Like, you know how, like, how, uh, what do you call it? The Baltimore quarterback feels? Uh, why? Mark Jackson. Yes. Sorry. How he feels about losing Brown? Could you imagine how Ryan Tannehill feels about losing AJ Brown, guy better than him, to the Eagles? All right, so I'm gonna. He jumped I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with what you're saying because uh-huh. I know Ryan Tannehill probably feels a way about the AJ trade. Yeah, and the fact that they drafted a Malik Willis, but at the end of the day, I feel like as a veteran player. And especially somebody making like millions where you don't have to need for anything in life. Sometimes like complaining about like like you brought up the fact that if you're working at like a job like at at a regular job, working at Best Buy, they bring in your replacement and they ask you to train him. That's I feel like that's entirely different than Ryan Tannehill who's making how much is he making right now? Over I think he's making north of twenty mil. Yeah, he is. He's making some bank. Ryan Tannehill making north of 20 mil. Nothing. And, like, 
you're competing on the same team. Like, if somebody brings in a replacement at Best Buy, you're actually competing for a job. But if you're somebody brings in a replacement in the NFL, Tennessee Titans, you guys are competing for a job, but at the end of the day, your job and your contract is still secure and getting paid out. Yeah, except I, I, I just feel like no doubt. I'm just saying, except Best Buy, like if they were to go with my replacement and screw me over, do you know what I mean? Like, I just I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I also feel like Ryan. If Ryan feels that he's that good, uh-huh. I mean, if Ryan thinks he's that good, he should not feel threatened for real. Sure. Yeah. And. I don't know. I don't think that Ryan Tannehill is even a like. I well, you're not a Ryan Tannehill fan at all. Like you, you. I'm not a Ryan Tannehill fan, but I will say yeah. I don't think he's a, like a bottom tier quarterback. Sure, he's a okay. mid tier quarterback. I think he's probably okay. in that twenty to thirty of the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh, that's wild. I would put him. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'd say yeah. I lower the threshold a little bit. Give him like twenty seven or something. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say thirty. Okay, thanks, thanks. I'm but just, he's definitely in that range. Like he, he could probably be twenty to twenty-five. Okay, okay, yeah. And I feel like after his contract runs out, no matter what, he'll find another job somewhere. You think Chicago so? Can, I don't think Chicago can get their quarterback picks right ever. Yeah, but he's thirty-four. You know what I mean? Like after this, it's it's he's done. But, I thought like someone might pick him up. Someone desperate might pick him up. We're talking about quarterbacks here. There are quarterbacks, Tom Brady. Obviously, he's an anomaly. Oh, come but on. He's playing into his forties, sure, mid forties at that. Maybe you, Washington. Maybe you're 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 thinking of him as like a Fitzpatrick. Yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick okay. is literally thirty. What is he? Thirty six right now. I'll give you that. Maybe, no, I think he might be older. Josh McCown played until he was forty. Yeah. So he could be signed as a mentor as well as a backup. Exactly. You're gonna want to do that though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if Ryan Tannehill, here's a hot take right here. Don't kill me for this. Ryan Tannehill can find his way onto a Super Bowl contender as a backup quarterback and possibly win a ring before the end of his career. That's possible. That's somewhere, possible. if you go somewhere like the Rams or Baltimore, or Buffalo, or even even okay. Cincy, Cincinnati, Ryan Tannehill, I think he can end up with a ring if he signs on as a backup quarterback. Maybe. And I don't, I have no doubt that he will be able to sign on as a backup quarterback. I don't. That, that's where I I agree. I don't think that's true. So from case to case, you know what I mean? I think you have to have a – I think jobs are given by relationships. And if there there isn't a relationship there, I don't see someone going out of their way to sign Ryan Tannehill to a backup quarterback position. Unless he dead-ass seriously is super committed and that's what he wants to be. You know what I mean? Which okay, I, but you're, kids get, you're saying – sorry. I don't want to cut you off. I agree, no, I agree with you that he's probably good enough. I'm just saying that, like, someone who's making $20 million this year, right, and was hopefully thinking to win a Super Bowl or win a playoff game with the team he just made to the playoffs with last year. You know what I mean? Like he's getting old. I think I think after this like next two years, depending on what happens with Malik Willis, he either retires or he does go somewhere. But like I don't know. I I don't know how many people are gonna pull their trigger on Ryan Tannehill. I personally wouldn't. You know what I mean? I mean, I agree, but I will just say that we just said that Ryan Tannehill is between 20 and 25 of the best sure. quarterbacks in the league. Sure. That's with his own line and with his running back. You know what I mean? Okay, but – You take that away. I say if you put him in – if you put him in New England, they, he does the same thing. I don't know. If you put him in Indy, 
granted, it's kind of this kind of very similar situation. He does the same thing. They go eleven and six. They go twelve and five. They go <gasps> okay. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I maybe I hear what you're saying with the comparisons, and I do like that. And you're doing a great job for that. I'm just, I don't know. I'm stubborn on old people. Sometimes they don't find new jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, God, we also just said does like older people confirm. <laughs> we also just said that Ryan Tannehill is 20 to 25 best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, so he is there are not 64 bodies that are better than Ryan Tannehill that you're going to sign over Ryan Tannehill. Body body. He might not be like, he might not be so accepting of a backup quarterback contract sure. or a backup quarterback role, but at the same time, if you want a job, yeah, this is, this you is gotta what you got to do. You got to want it. You're right. I think if I get it, but I don't know. Yeah. Those three picks, bro. And after what you were saying, I started buying into what you were saying about Ryan Tannehill. And now I'm like, he might not have a job. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything else we want to cover before we move on to the NBA talk? Yeah, he convincing me that Ryan Tannehill is a transport. I'm blowing. I can't believe I'm agreeing with him right now. But right it, now. Yeah, eventually we all have to agree with each other at one point after doing 20 plus podcasts. On the third round. Huh? You said what? You think Malik Willis will go in the third round? Would fall to no. the third round? Or? You don't think so? You think he, that's where he deserved to go? Yeah, I, I agree no, with that. I thought, really? I thought he should have went second round later. That's what I thought, too. Maybe second, third. But all, there, there wasn't, like, anyone that stood out for quarterbacks in the draft. I, a lot of them, like uh, I heard before, were like, a lot of projects. So I, I, I didn't expect to see a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first two rounds. Is there anything else you want to talk about the draft before we move on? I, I, I love the draft. Uncovered. I'll just comment this real quick. In my eyes, Malik Willis was the best quarterback in that draft. I don't know if I said it before. Disagree, but I might have I might have said somebody else before. But I've watched a little more like college film mm-hmm. from him, Kenny Pickett, and um, what's the dude that got drafted drafted by the Falcons? Um, oh, only Desmond Ritter. Right. Yeah, only because he was talking yeah. shit. I'm not leaving until I get a Super Bowl. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. But I thought, in my eyes, after watching film like this last week. Malik Willis was the best quarterback in the, in the um, class, and Pickett was second. Well, I mean, you also got to understand he was playing for Liberty. Yeah. Matt Corral has a decent name, too. Oh, come no, – I mean, maybe. But I, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I really like to see Mike Tomlin take his guy in Kenny Pickett because since they're in the same build, like, how awesome is that going to be? Right. It's not you know going to be awesome, mean? but I'm – I, I'm not mad because it's Tomlin, and Tomlin is a great, you know. He's a great mind. head coach. A great yeah. head coach. So, like, if he if that's what he wanted, yeah. he knows what he's doing. I'm not going to argue with him. Back. Him, Belichick, Bruce, Bruce Arians, I might argue with. I would agree with that. He doesn't predict. Only because of how he handles things. But um, and Ron Rivera, that's another mind I'm not going to argue with. What do you think of Bruce Arians retiring and then Tom Brady coming back? Did we ever cover this? No, we didn't cover this yet. We didn't cover this? That's crazy. I thought we did. Um, we might have. Okay. I just don't think we, we talked about <laughs> it. You know something that's really funny to me, though? What'd you say? I didn't know Bruce Arians retired when Tom Brady came back. Oh, really? I thought Brady was just like, you know, I I don't want to be at home with the kids. I'd rather play football. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. I also think and then, Arians like, I'm t- He's like, I'm tired of these goddamn kisses. I'm going right back to football. I, f- I found out Arians retired about three, four days after Brady came back. Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's a little wild. But I do feel like I hate to, I hate to be this person. I feel like it has something to do with A.B. Because I don't think Brady and A.B. were not like 
AB was saying that Brady's not really his friend. Yeah. Nah. Throw him under the box. But I don't think Brady, like, no right person is going to let somebody stay at their house. Yeah. If they don't consider you a friend. Yeah. Right. So, AB, you need to do some serious soul searching. That's right. Thinking on That's that. you. That's it. And plus, and plus right. he, made a, he made a case for him for the Patriots as well. Multiple times. You know how, yeah. how you know how hard is it to convince Bill Belichick to sign Antonio Brown? That's, that's to sign, you, to get Bill Belichick to sign anybody is hard to do. That's a fact. Right. Oh, oh wait, unless you play for Rutgers, that's easy. Hey man, that's pretty cool. Bill Belichick loves saying, Rutgers. Like, and it's another thing on top of it. Like Antonio Brown, you are a millionaire. You can find a hotel to stay in. A I already had. I already had a whole lot of money. It's just. I, it's just it's just insane to me that that um, AB would say that, but I feel like now that Bruce Arians is gone, Arians was Arians is gone, and Brady saw that he was like, "All right, now like you did my friend dirty, and even though he doesn't consider me a friend, I'm still gonna do right by him." Mm-hmm. But I feel like now that Arians is gone, he was kind of like, "All right, maybe maybe I can come back now. Maybe the Arians." You think AB is coming back? Do I think AB's going back? No. Okay, I'm about to. I, I, think, I think I think I think I'll play for the team next year. Who? Someone. I know someone's gonna be desperate for. Hey, I think Baltimore. Maybe Baltimore. That's it. Baltimore. I wouldn't let anyone else sign him. No one else gets to sign him. He's that. Oh. I I I can see him going to Cleveland. Do you guys remember when To and Chad Ochocinco was considered cancer in an NFL locker room? They're nothing, bro. They were nothing compared to this guy, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like that, but I I don't even like Tom Brady enough to say this. But if you're going to trash talk Tom Brady that badly and he let you stay at your house, bro, at his house, bro. That, yo, that, that's just the craziest thing to me because I let anybody crazy. stay at my house yeah. and you're going to talk crazy to me after that? Facts. Oh, my God. And Brady, Brady didn't say anything publicly. Like, he was like, man, I hope he gets help. I hope, he, hope, he, hope he's good later on in the future. That's what he said. Because I think class. Brady's so used to being in New, New England because New England didn't have any of that media foolery. That's facts. That's facts. But as soon as something happened with AB, where did he go? That's facts. He went back to the street. Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah. So, right. do you want to move on? Yeah. All right. So that being said, end of our first segment, we have a very brand new commercial coming from our co-host John. It's a very unique and different commercial from me and Akeem. So feel free to listen to it, and we'll be back with some NBA first round playoff talk in a couple seconds. See you soon. Sorry for interrupting such a fun sports podcast. I'm John from Ball to Central. I wanted to let you know I had a love-hate relationship with Twitter until I found out you could follow us at Baller Central 4 for when we drop our next podcast on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or personally, my favorite, Spotify. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. Have a great one. We are back from that lovely commercial from our very own John Meyer. Shout out to him for that greatly recorded uh, piece of audio there. You're welcome. Sorry, not sorry. It's a, it's also, you know it's a genuine John uh, audio if it starts off by apologizing. So shout out to John. That's right. Thank you. Appreciate so that. Right now, the NBA playoffs are going on. Uh, I think everyone's game two is finished and game three starts tomorrow. The second half of the, the series is starting. Uh, we're going to go over some news first just before we talk about the series. Uh, ben Simmons has back surgery to fix that, uh, I think, 
herniated disc or something about his back that like causes ulcers to pain whenever he gets nervous. So how do you get that? I wish I knew. I wish I knew too. But, but apparently, the thing that's confusing me is this man needed back surgery, but he was reportedly able to play Game Four way back when against the Celtics. I think they were being optimistic. Oh no! Look, they like officially like ruled him active, and then all of a sudden, a last second took him out. That's kind of weird. But if you know, if you, if you if the Nets or if, if someone knew that he needs surgery, why would you make him active in the first place? He should have just been an active the whole series. Well, you hear Steve Nash said he said he might be able to play. Like he might be able to play through it. Like I think they were trying to get him to play just so like they got some worth for him. You know what I mean? Right. And but I mean, after you're down on three, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it looks bad, bad on the Nets. Yeah, I mean, hey, Kyrie might, Kyrie might be a free agent. There's a lot of things up with this Brooklyn Nets team. It's just interesting to see how it's going to go. <laughs> hey, there's reports. I mean, not a lot of reports, but some reports said Kyrie might opt out. We'll see. You believe that, though? Yeah, I think I'll stay, but okay. we, we never know with the league. Understandable. Because apparently, I think there was an interview that came out. Uh, Kyrie was saying there's no communication between him and the Nets. Uh, when he was um, on the on the bench for not being vaccinated, so he didn't know what the official plan was throughout the season while he was not playing certain games. So, bro, no. I, what do you guys think of those comments by Kyrie after ever since the season ended? Are you are you for Kyrie? Or are you for like? Did you see what Stephen A. Smith had to say? I don't know what you're talking about actually. Oh, bro, he he put out he's been putting out some tweets. Yeah, Kyrie said he was a martyr. So I mean, like. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I like Kyrie Irving. I think he's an amazing player. But, like, I, I, E, why don't we talk about this next time? We'll talk about the Kyrie thing next time. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't know what you're talking about. Just show me later and we can talk about it. Yeah, look into yeah. it. Just because, like, yeah. I don't even know how I feel about it. You know what I mean? But I yeah, know I mean, that, like, that, like, him being considered a martyr is, like, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? He told himself, yeah. Um, back to the Ben Simmons thing. Uh, cool, sorry. I'm glad that, you know. He got the surgery he needed. Mm-hmm. Next season, heal up. There's, you know, get your mental health right. Next, when this upcoming season starts, no excuses. If, if that if that Nets team is fully healthy, everyone is set to go. Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons are all there. It's championship or bust. No, no other excuses. They're a bust. Sorry. They gonna, I feel like they might be. I mean, they had Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Harden still in the playoffs. They're out. Yeah. Plus, it's, uh, I mean, I've said this on previous podcasts. Uh, Kyrie and KD just, I mean, yes, they're great skill-wise, but I don't think they have the leadership to lead to lead a team. Oh, I disagree with that. How? I just, I, they, they, I, I consider them leaders. All right? I don't know about you, but I, I consider them leaders. Do I think they've been together enough to have enough chemistry to be on a team together? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? I think there's so much bull going around that either Durant getting hurt or Kyrie with his off the, you know what I mean, field off the court issues. So I mean, like, I'm just like, what I'm saying is like, they haven't done anything to accomplish anything yet. You know what I mean? Realistically, how long have they played together? What, two, three years so far? Yeah, two, three years. So like, realistically, they haven't accomplished anything. So I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying that I think they're two veteran players, and I do consider Kevin Durant a leader. I don't know about Kyrie, but I do consider Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, because well, I think the biggest thing that's the biggest thing that's going to be attached to them the entire career is can Kyrie win without LeBron? 
yeah. as a teammate. Can Kevin Durant win without Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green as a teammate? That's fact. And, I mean, plus, I think LeBron's a better leader than Kyrie, and I think Curry is a better leader than KD. But, I mean, it's just the, the whole way the series ended is like you got swept on your home court sure. and you played poorly. Well, Kevin Durant didn't play poorly, but Kyrie played poorly. KD played poorly. The first three matchups is just not like a way to, you know, to set the tone as a leader. That series, that entire series. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. I hear your point there. And also, um, Dylan Brooks has been suspended game three of the Grizzlies and Memphis series. So, he will not be playing, but they do get uh, Stephen Adams back from health and safety protocol. So, how do you feel about the Dylan Brooks suspension? This was after he got a flagrant two from uh, injuring, well, hitting uh, Gary Payton the second on the head, and and he fell, landed awkwardly on his elbow, and now is out for several months. Did he get elbowed to the head, or what happened with that? He swiped at his head okay. while going for a dunk, okay, and then. To brace the fall, Gary Payton put his arm down and it messed up his elbow. Yeah, I saw the play. I just, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like Charles Barkley said it after the game. It's like as uh, he was taught, like when he was playing, don't put your arms out, fall on your chest, fall on your stomach, fall on your side, fall on your ass. Sure. Don't put anything out. That's how things get messed up. Yeah. That's yep. what happened with Gary Payton the second. Do we think this suspension is justified? That the foul is justified as a flagrant two to, to get him ejected from game two? How do you feel about it? You go first this time. I feel like low key they're gauging it because Draymond's been on Twitter a lot. Ooh. And I feel like the NBA feel like they needed to do something to shut him up. I don't think a suspension was justified here. And I, I do think a flagrant two was the right call. But I don't think like that wasn't intentional at all for that to happen. It was just excessive. So I don't think that <clears throat> the suspension is going to be. I think it should have just been a flagrant two. Let's move on. But that's my opinion on it. I, I don't know. I I agree he shouldn't have been suspended, but I do think flagrant two should be thrown out of the game and then first half or first quarter of next game not allowed to play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't – I think this is going to affect the series in a way for Golden State that's positive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they they had to deal with the negative with Draymond getting thrown out in that 2017 – 2016 final. Yeah, and that was a big big difference. I mean, Draymond got thrown out, and then that's one of the ways the Cavs came back in that series. So it's just, I don't know. I, I think this it's, it's positive for Golden State, realistically. And, I mean, do I think he should have gotten thrown out? No, but, like, I mean, I mean, suspended, like, not really. But, like, I mean, you've suspended other players that have been thrown out. You know what I mean? And, in fact, I think, like, the Joker should, the Joker should have been suspended a game, too. We got to hold everybody to these high standards. You know what I mean? Not just Dylan Brooks or Draymond. You know what I mean? I think if you're going to make a rule, make it, and then – Stick to it. Yeah, don't pick and choose the players that you're going to enforce it on. Facts, facts. But I, I just don't think a suspension was necessary here. But okay. like I said, I think I, in my eyes, I think the NBA was just trying to shut up Draymond. So what about you? What do you think? Side note: uh, Houston just walked off, so GG for the Tigers. Um, Damn, suck, suck. Um, I 
thought that the original follow by Dylan Brooks wasn't a, a flagrant two. I think I do think it was a, a flagrant one because <laughs> it was a bit rough of, of, of a play, but I don't think there was any ill intent on it. You don't think there's ill intent in that? No. You watched the play? Yeah. That was not a basketball move. Well, I think he was more of a swiping for the ball. It, it happened to his head. Yeah. I mean, I do think that it was it was it was a flagrant. You know I mean, Did anyone else watch that play? Like, his head was one yeah. play. I mean, okay, it was close, but it was. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think it was a flagrant and flagrant one. I don't think it was a flagrant two. I don't think it was worth him getting ejected. I think it was a flagrant two just because of the way he landed. Sure. I think they but saw that, him. That plays into account. Remember now what we're talking about now in space with the NBA, like. When, when somebody shoots, you got to give him space to land. You know what I mean? Oh, no, he, he, he has space to land. Gary Payton didn't have space to land. Whoa, just... you think Gary Payton had space to land with somebody pushing you off balance? Like well, he, just... he, he, he hit his head, and then Brooks went one way, and Gary Payton went the other way. He If he if he did, he could have just put his arms away and landed on his side. He would have been fine. But he the way he extended his arm, it caused an injury. Yeah, but, I mean, you're going you're gonna to blame the player that was falling? For not extending his arms straight out when he got hit in the face, um, oh, it, it's more of the, like back of the head. But I hear, you. I hear, you. I hear, you. I, hear you. I just want to bring this one up because I saw this happen before, where a player extended his arm and injured himself. Um, in two thousand, I want to say ten or nine, Rondo. I forgot who he was guarding or who was guarding him. I think it was D Wade. Was that in the playoffs? That was like yeah. Nine. That was not. It wouldn't have been D Wade. It would have been the Lakers. No, it, it probably would have been Eastern Conference then. It probably went Eastern Conference. My bad. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, this I remember he was falling and he was going down. And he put his arm out, but he put it out the wrong way, and it literally just extended his elbow in. Yeah. And I feel like if he would have just fell on his shoulder, a big injury could have been avoided there. So I see – I know exactly what Phil's talking about with saying, like, you could, you got to fall the right way. Don't put your arms out like that and just let the fall happen. I don't think that if Gary, uh, Gary Payton, if he would have fell a different way, I really do feel like an injury would have been avoided. I just think I just think that's hard to, like, talk about now because, like, I don't want to say how patty cake this league has become, but, like, you know what sure. I mean? Like, this is in the 90s. You know what I mean? People don't know how to fall anymore. Like, it's almost – it's almost it's kind of like the NFL almost. You know how people don't throw the how people throw in passing lanes now that safeties can't take people's heads off. Yeah. I mean, like you said, kind the leagues like are now patty cake. You know? I mean, that's what I mean, though. Do you know what I mean? Is is getting to my point of like because like we had to like in a sense tighten up on all these personal like flagrant fouls. You know what I mean? In the nineties to what this game has evolved into now, I, I just think like like for example, do, do you think Gary Payton? The second knew that. I mean, I know his dad played in the NBA. And yeah, I think this was something like a lot of coaches teach. I believe in a lot of leagues because if Charles oh, Barkley yeah. was was taught this when he was in the league, I'm pretty sure he gets passed out from from uh, set, from like century to century or from like league to league or like you know time to time. Yeah, Charles Barkley played in that role. century though. Do you know what I mean? Like what I'm saying is is like I'm just saying like I feel like I don't know maybe not, but I just yeah. once there's an injury or a rapport within a sport. You practice that, but because there wasn't, you know what I mean. There haven't been that many bad hits. I, do people practice that still a lot? That's, I believe that's so. It, for basketball coaches. One, one of the things that we see NBA players do a lot, especially today, is like you know bracing for impact, or because okay. a lot of people attack the basket. I mean, you see John Morant attack the basket every almost every single play, and 
he definitely has the balance of wherewithal to make sure, like, if something happens, he gets hit by a big, but he lands you know, fall down the right way, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's something that I mean, I hope gets you know taught to players, especially young players like Gary Payton, mm-hmm. because you know the the number one rule for any sports is safety first, obviously. Sure. I mean, I hope so. I just think I, it should be like the, one of the top things, one of the first and top things you learn in the NBA from sure. your coaches, hopefully. I hear that. I hear that. I just mm. yeah. Uh, I I don't think he deserved the suspension. I think it was partly because of Draymond. They wanted to shut him up, and just the backlash of Gary Payton getting hurt. Okay, and then uh, we have some series to go over real quick. Uh, the series that will most likely be a sweep or a four-one, uh, Miami versus Philadelphia. How we feel about that series so far? Uh, Joel Embiid is rumored to be out game three, but they're not ruling out officially. The status says he's out, but the Sixers are optimistic that he will play, but I doubt he will. I'm going to just say this. The fact <clears throat> that this series is going to be a sweep. You think so? Not, yeah, I think it's going to be a sweep. It looks like it, yeah. <laughs> but okay. I would just say that I don't think that this counts as like a a big loss for Philly. Sure. Sure, because Embiid's out. Exactly. I think if Embiid was there, we'd be having a completely different conversation. The series would probably probably be 1-1 right now. I think Miami would have got one. I mean, Philly would have got one in Miami. Okay. Series, I think the series would be 1-1. I still would probably have Miami winning in about six or seven. Sure. But the fact that it's a sweep is not an L for Philly because nobody knows what actually would happen if Embiid was healthy. And the fact that he's rushing to come back right now it says, in my eyes, this says a lot about Philly. I feel like Philly's rushing him back before he's really ready to play. Or it could also be Embiid being anxious and wanting to be out there with his guys. But at the same time, you have next year still. I would count, like, Trump, take this take this L with pride because if your team was healthy, you guys probably could have made it to the finals because the East is that wide open. But I don't know, man. I would just say Miami is a great defensive team, and whoever they get next is going to be interesting. I think Phil wants that. Uh, redemption. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's either going to be 5-4-1 or a sweep just because the way that Philly has been playing. They started off game two pretty well, but then they can they weren't able to finish it. Um, they, they don't have an answer for Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, or – any of the other people on the Heat. Uh, Tobias oh, Harris. Back. I mean, yeah. Tobias Harris is outperforming James Harden. Maxi is outperforming James Harden. It's just James Harden is disappearing. But I know that his new role is a facilitator, but we, the Sixers don't need the facilitator, James Harden. They need the scorer, James Harden, since they beat us out. Because Harris can't score. Harris and Maxi can't score everything. You're, you're the superstar of the team for a reason. You have to carry that load when the other superstar is out. So, yeah, I just, I just think that it's going to be four-one at at the at the most for the series. So, I hear you. James Harden, but I didn't think he was worth mentioning there. What'd you say? say that? I said I was going to say something about James Harden, but I really didn't even think he was worth mentioning in my eyes at this point. Really? Okay. All right. See, like for me, it's like I. I can see Philly winning a game 
All right, and and this is this is we mean Phil have this conversation every single playoffs, and he keeps like he keeps hammering me in that this is a regular season award, but did they vote on MVP yet? I don't think the, I think the vote is done. I just don't think the results came out. What the six, fuck? No offense. Six man, defensive player of the year, and rookie of the year so far. But that, that's why like this league annoys me. That's the one thing that's getting me in this league is that you should you should announce your MVP whatever. Otherwise, if Joel Embiid came back, that should be like the deciding factor. No offense in MVP voting. I know it. I know the playoffs don't count. Okay, I know the playoffs don't count. But realistically, if you don't release a vote, you know what I mean. By the time the playoffs start, you know what I mean? It should kind of be incorporated. Like, I mean, may- maybe not. Maybe I'm still the only one who believes this, but, like, I- Joel Embiid, if he comes back, he'll show me something that Jokic has not shown me, and he deserves MVP in my eyes. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that out loud. Plus, I'm-, I'm picking the Heat to win this year. You know, I've, I've been high on the Heat for a minute, so I've- I have the Heat low-key going to the finals, so I don't know. I maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, hey, I got him going to the finals. Finals. I don't give a fuck. Well, I I said that on purpose because one of this one of the co-hosts on this current podcast has some other team going to the finals. We'll get to that later. But I think uh, we all do actually. Oh, really? everyone else, no one picked the Heat. Elijah said Celtics Suns technically. So I don't give a fuck. No one picked the Heat for the finals. Not one of y'all. That's just wrong. I'll, I'll just say this, John. Me and you had this conversation before where you said that you think the playoffs should be counted if, if the vote is not out. And right. I disagreed with you before. I know. But I you know. Thank you. I'm actually what? Annoyed. What is this? That's right. Thank you. What this the is fuck is this podcast? I'm actually a little annoyed that the vote hasn't come out yet. Like, what? We're, we're in the semifinals now of the playoffs. Like, come on. Is this I'm an important award or is this not an important award? What's going on? Exactly. Like, it's Damn. just like, come well, on. Like, at this point. And no offense, but Jokic got thrown out in two straight playoff series. And I swear to God, if he wins finals twice. I'm bro. If he wins MVP twice, bro, I'm literally gonna throw a shoe at somebody, bro. Because like, oh, watch out, George Bush. Oh. I'm bro. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. Bush gonna get two shoes. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I, I'm from New York. I like the Knicks. All right, and Joel Embiid should be MVP. All right, this man carried his fucking team on his back forever. The fact that it's it's that close with Jokic after he got thrown out of two damn playoff games. How fucking dare you? Oh my god, bro. I'm well, sorry. I mean, he did he did put the whole team on his back. Whoa, the team. Did they advance? They advanced, he, right? He, he did. No, he didn't. He, he, right, did, more than, like, he, he did more than, than Joel Embiid in the first round. What'd you say? He did more than Joel Embiid in the first round. Uh, well, Joel Embiid advanced, did he not? Well, he had James Harden. I mean, <sighs> oh, really? James Harden really? worth mentioning. And, and, really? and, no, sorry, he, he, had, he, had James, he had Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey and, and, uh, I and mean, Tobias. Yes, yes. But, but guess what, all right? This man was putting up MVP numbers at the beginning of the season, all right? What do you call it? Gerard DeRozan has two 50-point games or whatever, two fucking closers, finishers, and everyone's like, oh, this man's MVP. Takes the whole conversation away from him. Now, at the end of the season, we're going to give it a Jokic after – I'm just saying. I well, know. I mean, he, he did average no triple doubles in that series. Congratulations. I don't give a fuck. He still got thrown out, all right? My man never got thrown out, all right? My man never, <laughs> ever done that, all right? Well, never got thrown out of the game? All right. Well, not like- – yeah. Tell you that right now, all right. Well, we're talking about MVP, all right. Also, also, side note, DeMar DeRozan is not him done the playoffs. Just a heads up, definitely not anymore. There's there's a fun stat that I I, I think IPT Sports um, saw that in all this playoff series, DeMar DeRozan has a negative plus minus in every single one of his playoff series. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, he also played LeBron like 
a good amount of times in those series. I know, but I'm you, just saying, still, just, still, you would still be able to play with. I mean, I guess LeBron would still have a good like plus minus. I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. LeBron, I mean, second best player in the whole world. They ever play the game of basketball? Still, I mean, second. I don't know about I, that. Michael Jordan has not died yet, so. Yeah, but I'll still take Brown over Mike. And, I, and, 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 and we'll save that we'll save that debate for a different podcast. That that's be a huge ass debate. Uh, no, I want, I want people that are actually on my side to be on this. Tommy, Tommy Lee Cooper, Lee Cooper the third. I got you. I'm just saying. All right, I'm going to tell you how much more I oppose you on this statement, though. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah back, back to arguing. Good job, guys. Keep it up, Michael. Right, what did you say? Go ahead. I think Kobe's better than Michael. All right, go ahead, Phil. See, that's that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ooh. Like I hear you there, and I do hear you. That is very hot take. Saying, that's I'm the hottest take I've heard on this podcast so far. If, if, if we're comparing the two positions, like first of all, LeBron and Michael Jordan play two different positions in two different times in two different like you know what I mean, like eras. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. his strengths, you know, his weaknesses, his you know what I mean. It's hard to compare. I I do think they're the top two best players to ever play the game. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kobe. All right, I think he's definitely in the top ten, which is – I mean, if you're saying he's top two, it's kind of disrespectful for me to say top ten. I'm just saying – I'm including some other greats in that conversation that Kobe would probably pick out. You know what I mean? So, right. I in think my eyes, I just want to say that I feel I, – I feel like now, watching back and looking back on Kobe's career, he copied what Mike did and then still made it better on top of that. With the worst field goal percentage, too. He did, but he lost. I mean, you, I mean how can you – like, the only way you could be better than Michael Jordan is if you did what Michael Jordan did and then continuously won. Like, if you won eight or ten. Like, if you did a Tom Brady – He had five. He had five, but um, – did wait, did, who scored more career he total points? Kobe or career, MJ? Though, in his prime. What I'm that's, saying that's, is – Whose fault? That's MJ's fault, not our fault. Yeah, I know. But, what I'm saying is – what I'm saying is he, he wasn't chasing anybody. Everyone's chasing MJ, all right? So what I'm saying is if he MJ knew he was going to be here, you know what I mean? He would have done a Tom Brady. Tom Brady is smart enough to go, you know what? A lot of people have won four championships. So guess what? They think they can compare to my six. I'm winning seven. Oh, MJ, was, MJ was chasing Bill Russell. Um, Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Get out of here. Eleven. I think MJ actually needs to take some slander for retiring at that time. Oh, Bill Russell? No, I think Michael Jordan, he deserves slander for retiring at that time. And he doesn't deserve praise for going away and coming back and winning more chips. Nah, you retired at that time. For yeah, one. but his dad got killed. You can't give him slander. He's allowed to have him in life crisis at that point. Really? You got to play that card, bro. He was, he was, people put his, the murder of his dad on his gambling debts. That's how fucked his life was. You know what I mean? So, so, so we can put the fact that. Cat is acting like a whole bitch right now on the fact that his mother died. Wait, wait, who? Cat? Anthony Towns. I mean, well, I mean, like I've seen that a lot. Yeah. I mean, his mom died last year. I'm not saying that. First of all, he's always been a shoddy player. All right, I don't mean to be like that. He's but been he's a shoddy been. player, but now his mental is just like something's wrong with him. To me, bro, something wrong with him since college. Didn't he go undefeated and lose in the championship? Man, I. I chalk this thing up like his mental up to Pat Beverly. That's all I'm saying. But Pat now Beverly, it's like mentally. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be like that. You said what? Pat Beverly's stronger than him mentally. I just feel yeah, like Pat true. Beverly was. I mean, Pat Beverly showed him a little dickhead way to be. 
Sure, I get. I just, I don't, I don't know. We're getting into a whole nother conversation. So with that being said, (laughs) I agree with you. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't know. What? Stop agreeing. Um, So um, we also have the West matchup that might end up in a sweep just because how Phoenix is playing. The point god, point god himself, Chris Paul, has been putting on a show these last two games. Uh, Phoenix and Dallas. Phoenix is currently up 2-0. Chris Paul absolutely went off in the fourth quarter yet again. So if if you're a Prize Picks user, fourth quarter points. Chris Paul is a go almost every single time. Um, just, I mean, Luca needs help. That's, I mean, how, how I summarize the series, Luca needs, I mean, I think uh, Jason Kidd said it himself too. He needs someone else to join the party. Jalen Brunson hasn't been there. Dinwiddie, Cleaver. Not a score. Who? Not a score. Dinwiddie, not a score. I mean, if you're saying you're a scorer, then put up some points, but he clearly yeah, hasn't been I mean, we saw Aiton completely destroy them the first game. He was in foul trouble the second game, but Booker held his own. Uh, Chris Paul, Chris, him and Chris Paul, amazing duo together. It's just how, how do we see this series finishing up? I got the Suns in here. I believe in playoff Luka a lot. I love Luka. I had Mavs in six last series when everybody had the Jazz for some reason. Um, I had the Jazz, and that's yeah. the what? I had the Jazz. I had the Jazz barely. Yeah. Oh, did you really have the Jazz? My fault for believing in something I should have never believed in. I thought you were anti-Jazz. My bad. This is all I'm going to say. I had the Mavs from day one. I said it in every single chat we were in, Mavs and six. Said it multiple times. It I believe in Luka, and I'm happy he got his first playoff series win. But point God is about to show you what really comes into the playoffs. And Dallas is going home in five or six. So he wins, he wins the game if two, maybe? Right. I, I think yeah, Dallas I does win a one home Dallas game and gets a win. Yeah, I think they get. I think they win a home game. Sure. It's just, it's just the Suns team is way too. It, Suns team has way too much depth. Chris Paul is playing out of his mind. It's just, it's just way too much against Dallas right now. They don't have a second. They don't have a second superstar to help. You know, uh, to help Luca. Yeah, that's simple. He, he, Luca can do whatever he wants. He's scoring. He's scoring thirty plus. He's getting near triple doubles almost every single game. But that's not enough if you don't have that second supporting cast member. Well, and it should be Brunson, but he's not. He's not. He's just not really there. Yeah, if, if Jalen Brunson is your second best player on the team, you got to be worried for sure. Who would you add? Bradley Beal. They, they, they were rumored to have him to trade for him. That's a, definitely a possibility. Um, also. Um, give Boban Marjanovic more minutes. Okay. Please. Like, well, he good. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton has been killing the Suns in this entire series. Kleber can't guard him. Powell can't guard him. You have a seven-footer for a reason, and DeAndre Ayton is also a big body. I know that Boban isn't the best, and he's very old, but he's a tall body that can at least do something against Ayton, unlike Powell and Kleber. He gets in foul trouble a lot, though. That's that's why they don't play him that much. Hey. Yeah, I, I I really have I really haven't seen him touch the floor this all, all at all this series. So if, if that's what it takes to get the fire started up for Powell and Cleaver, get him fouled out in the first five minutes of the game. Word, okay, that has I like to see it. Right. it, it it's a it's a tall body that can at least contest Aiden because yeah, Aiden, Aiden pretty much the whole series is throwing hook shots over the two smallest big men on the court. Yes, he is. Yeah. So. Uh, um. Sorry, I I feel like I had something to say just now. Wait, also side note, uh, you know how I know the the Mavericks were in trouble this series? Javale McGee stripped Luka Doncic and went for a fast break dunk. That's how I know the Mavericks yeah, were definitely trouble. That was a little scary. Javale McGee with the highlight of his life. He got highlights. 
Just because yeah. he was on Shaq and a fool four to twenty times, like. Yeah, but that that was the biggest highlight of his career. You stripped one of the uh, best really? players <laughs> in the NBA clean, and went for a fast break dunk. It was a nice play. It was a nice play. It was very nice. Um, I think that just a complete side note, and I'm gonna let John go. I think Bradley Bill going to the Mavericks is probably one of the worst moves ever because that defense is going to be horrible in Dallas. That's true. Worse than Charlotte. But go ahead. That's that's very tough to beat. I hear you. I hear you on the defense, but I'm. I mean, if they can play together, and they can make their offense work, they need like, a two-way player. Yeah, they need they need somewhere. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know who I would add. I I, I threw that question out just to just to see what I could get. I was wondering if anyone would say LeBron or I don't know, just somebody. I don't know, just something ridiculous. I mean, I have somebody you can add. You my ad would be. It could my be ad would be. My ad would be Clay. Really? Yeah, I don't think that happens, but that's that'd be a nice ad. It doesn't happen. But. Yeah. yeah, that would definitely be a nice ad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, yeah, I could, I could, I could see Dallas winning a game, and you know what I mean. I, I don't know if the Suns they make it back to the the finals. In my eyes, yeah. Who's yeah, honestly, I, I see them too. It's either gonna be, it's, it's either. It all depends on how this next matchup is gonna play out because Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors. I think it, this has been the best series so far in the NBA playoffs. I think I don't. I, I, and I'm gonna. I don't mean to like yield my time from one series to the other, but I think I really, really like the Warriors in this next game. I don't care if it's tied one-one. Yeah, I think um, this has been the most entertaining series from the trash talk. Also, a lot of controversy with Draymond, Dylan Brooks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's been a very physical series. Um, basically, it's the young bucks versus the established veterans. Your classic David versus Goliath matchup. But the Grizzlies are the higher seed, surprisingly. So, I think it's, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I I think I recently had the Warriors at six, I believe. Nah, but yeah, I hear you. How do you feel about the series so far? Hey, do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, catch first. You can go first. All right, cool. Oh, more personal for me. Yielding your time to me, I appreciate that. that. Is I, I might say hit, some wild hit, shit. Then now that I'm hit up, hit up with the hit up with the MJ meme. I I might I might just that face. Kobe funeral, MJ meme, so sad. No, but uh, what do you call it? I I I like the Golden State Warriors in this series. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get killed in the comments for it. Whatever. I I like I like Steph Curry. I like Clay Thompson. I like what they're putting together. I get cool party is a freak of fucking nature, and he's amazing. You know what I mean? And I get the Grizzlies are doing well. You know what I mean? But I I like Golden State to go to the finals. I like them to compete with the Suns. I want to see that series personally. I and no offense, but John Morant. Kind of carry sometimes, and they need to start calling a little bit more of those. And that's what I'm side, side note. Ball, ball <laughs> Did you see that replay? You know you Wait, saw that replay. Also, <laughs> no side note. Oh, my God. Side note. Ball Central drinking game coming soon. Every time you hear John on the podcast say no offense, take a shot. No offense, but, like, they bump. No shot. Oh. I guess some people just drunk. Let me just I, tell you. The first five minutes. Um, right. What you think about this <laughs> All right, my turn. Say <clears throat> Grizzlies at five. Are you gonna say that? No, okay. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say Warriors in seven. Real, I, I, same pick. I, same I pick. can see that. That's her. That's definitely. But if Memphis wins this series, I would not be surprised. Do you do you see the Memphis over the Suns though? Do you see them? No, I don't see Memphis over the Suns. Really? Okay. But. I don't see anybody over the Suns. Really? Okay, okay. Suns all the way. 
I think the Suns win the finals this year. And if really? I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm going to be wrong and strong. Suns okay. win the 2022 NBA championship. Thank you. Okay, but, that's um, a prediction. I like it. I like it. I want to see who you have for the East later. But I, I got to I gotta say that Memphis is probably – I mean, not even probably. They're the most fun team to watch in the NBA. They're fun. They're fun. And they're the most fun to watch for a reason because they get after it. They do. They get wins, and they're having fun while doing it. That win last night proved it all. And let's not forget, if Ja made that layup, he missed a layup for the game winner in game one. Ja makes that layup. We're going back to Golden State with Memphis up 2-0. And their Golden State spirits are in a different space right now. Because we're going back 1-1, that's why I see Warriors in seven. Okay. But if we're going back 2-0, I see Memphis in six. But I don't know about that, but all right. I think the Grizzlies are they're they're kind of like the Heat in 2020. They're here to like they're here for a chip and they're not worried about anything else. I don't they're think do whatever it takes to win these games, and that's why I'm not gonna be surprised if they do win it. Ja Morant is a dog. No, but, like, my, what I'm saying is, like, let's say Ja gets – I'm not saying this, but you know what I mean? Let's say the worst happens for him. Let's, he gets hurt or suspended a game or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do they have okay. enough to win again without him? We're talking about a Grizzlies team who actually performed better without Ja during the okay. regular season. Okay, I'm just – I'm talking about in this playoff series, but, yeah. I know we're talking about the playoff series. I'm just I'm bringing, I'm just bringing that up. You're you're fine with him, him, you know what I mean, if anything – okay. Oh, you like that team as a whole. All right. Yeah, I do love that team. And – I do think that Desmond Bain and Tyus Jones mm-hmm. will step up in that backcourt. Okay. Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. will step up in that front court. Because that's how I feel Even, about the Heat with their depth. I think their their depth is honestly the thing that like is gonna kill people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with Steven Adams coming back, I like Memphis even more because that's a big body. He's also that a veteran a presence that helps. You know what I mean? And he's been there. He's been in the playoffs plenty of times. Yeah. Like this team is – I think this team is made perfectly. And if they lose, then they lose. But I think with the amount of experience that they um lack, mm-hmm. it will show in the future when win a championship in th- two or three years. Okay. So you're saying two, three years. Okay. Okay. I like it. Like they, I don't, they're not going to win it this year. I don't see anybody except the Phoenix winning this year. Gonna double down on that, but in a few years, when Memphis does win a championship, it's gonna be because of this series. Word in my eyes, Phil. Did we get to you yet? Yeah, I entered it. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think um, Golden State in six or seven. I can definitely see Memphis winning this series because of the physicality really? they bring. Also, Stephen Adams coming back. Uh, definitely, definitely a boost in their big man department. Uh, are you with the, are you with the Suns going to the finals no matter what? Like, do you think there's anyone in the West that could take them if Golden State loses this? No, I think yeah, I'm gonna go with the Suns no matter what. Okay. But I think the Suns have the experience over Memphis, and I think the Suns have the uh, height over the Warriors. Real? Okay, you're even adding the Warriors in there. Okay. Yeah. Either way, like if if either event happens, Suns Memphis, Suns have the experience. Chris Paul's been there. Booker's been there. Uh, Has he? Has Booker been there? Last year only. 
hey, more more experience than the Grizzlies, though. <laughs> I, I get that. I mean, it was, uh... yeah, I'm I'm happy on experience. And then the Golden State Warriors, just they have they they have more experience than the Suns, but I I like Aiden to be able to abuse that matchup at big at their big men. You don't think he'll get abused? I guess who? Draymond? No, like not a player in particular. I'm talking about a small lineup. Like they haven't really played like no. Oh, he, 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 he's no he's no Rudy Gobert. I think he'll be able to hold his own. <laughs> hey, you watch what you say about Rudy Gobert. That man, I mean. That man's a liability. He's a liability against That's a small it. team, but I'm just saying he can play defense. So I'm just yeah, oh, only only paint, only interior defense. Sure, if he, I get if, that. I get if you that. take him outside on the perimeter, it's it's a, a cooked baguette. I promise you that. Most of the time, but I'm not. And plus, a lot of the NBA is a lot of shooting anyway, so you need a big man that can sort of play perimeter defense. And Rudy Gobert is not that person. Sure. I mean, I get that. I get that. We'll have to see. I'm sorry, off, off topic for real, but did y'all see what Rudy Gobert said about the Jazz wanting it to be either him or Donovan? No way. Yeah, he, he shut that down, I believe. What did he say? Um, I saw that it said that Rudy told the Jazz that it's either him or Donovan. One of them has to get traded before anything else happens with that team. Oh, he, he shut those rumors down on a, on a post after that. Okay. okay. I mean, I think so. It was on his Twitter. I saw that he. I think he shut that down. Is it? Is that a hard conversation to have on this podcast? Would 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 anyone not take Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert? Take Rudy Gobert, in my I'm opinion. Thinking, <laughs> you take Rudy Gobert over Donovan Mitchell? I said you're trading Rudy Gobert. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if you were to have one player on your team, who would it be? Definitely oh, Russell Donovan. Okay, oh. cool. Um. Good. I'm, I'm glad you heard me. I'm glad you heard me. I think Russell. No, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> you said Russell. How dare you? No, I, 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 he said I Royce O'Neal. Wait, what did he say? Royce O'Neal. Oh wow. Hold on. What I was gonna say? let it slide, but then you brought it up. I'm glad no one heard you. No, I heard you. That's right. You tell him. <laughs> you tell me, listen. Hey, he plays. He plays good defense. I'm just saying. Um, I thought he said <laughs> What else? Man, I was like, watch him out. Hey. That's that's the defense that the the Jazz need. So, so. <laughs> oh, wow, jeez. Wait, hold on, I'm trying to find the. Let's just uh, say who's the, who's the next series that we gotta talk about? Boston. That's it. Boston no, versus Milwaukee. Okay. So, uh, Milwaukee started off the series with a W. Wait, Phil, 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 Phil. Phil, huh? I'll go first. I'll let you go last. Oh, this time. oh I, I was just gonna give the like the series recap so far, and then. Yeah, go. Right, go ahead. Give the series recap. You can go last and what you got to say, though. Yeah, I'll go last, of course. Okay. Uh, I Bucks, remember... started off... gotcha. Bucks started off game one hot. Uh, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum were very cold that game. Uh, Drew Holiday also went off that game. Uh, everything went right for the Bucks, and everything went wrong for Celtics. They made the Celtics shoot a lot of threes, which the Celtics aren't the best three-point shooting team. So when they're cold, they're cold. When they're hot, they're hot. They were obviously oh, hella cold that game, so they lost. The game two came around. Marcus Smart was called out or out for the game. Jalen Brown had a hot start, but then cooled off the second half. Tatum started going after the second half. Grant Williams and Al Horford had themselves a game. They're apparently the only two people on the court for themselves that can guard Giannis and Tukubo, so shout out to them. Uh, Grant Williams put in 21 points to tie up the series as it heads to Milwaukee. I think that game is Saturday. So how do you feel about the series so far? All right. You want to go first? You go first. Yeah, I'm going to go first. 
And I'm going to tell you exactly why I don't think the Bucks are making it out of this series. Okay. Shout out to Akeem. It's tied. Damn. That's, this is why I wanted Akeem here because it's your team's going against each other. Right. But um, listen, the Celtics are the best defensive team in the NBA that's left in the playoffs. How dare you? Uh, the Heat. Sorry. I Yeah, I was just about to retract that statement. Okay. I'm sorry. They're one the of. Are, I, stat, 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 wise, stat, stat wise, the Celtics are, technically. But one of. Stat wise, the Celtics are, but in my eyes, the Heat are the best. Celtics Fair are enough. the second best defensive team in the NBA right now. And they're still in the playoffs because last series, what did they do? KD was shut down. Kyrie didn't have one of those games that had us thinking like, oh, my gosh, Kyrie is one of the best players in the world. Sure. Right. They're here for a reason. They swept Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for a reason. They're not going to because the Bucks got yeah. a game. But the Celtics are getting the Bucks out of here in six. They're making yes, they're making life a living hell for Giannis in my eyes. Because there's no reason that the Celtics should have been up twenty. It's like they figured it out after game one. And now to me, in my eyes, Giannis is gonna get him another one because that we're talking about Giannis. Yeah. Six eleven. He's a monster. Yeah. He's gonna get him another one. But Boston is getting him out of here. And this would be very telling. Like, if Tatum can perform like this for the rest of his career, like, he's yeah, going to be a top player in this NBA. He's going to be a top player in the NBA for a while. Yeah, plus, I, one of his, one of, plus, one of his goals is to make defensive team every year, so that's also a very good mindset to have as well, not just scoring. So, I believe I he, that. he has the possibilities to do it. Yeah, he does. John, it's on you. All right, word. All right, so as we speak right now, the series is tied up, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, no, no. So I'm going to speak for Akeem for a minute just because I'm taking the Bucks over the Celtics. I'm going to, I'm saying this goes seven, but I'm saying Bucks over Celtics. And I just, yeah. I feel, I'd like to remind you something, boy. All right. Jason Tatum ain't guarding oh, no Giannis onto the Koopa. Why? Because he doesn't want to get fine. into foul trouble. I know. I'm That's just fine. saying. He doesn't I'm have to. Saying. Oh, you said you don't have, you said Roy Williams and Al Horford are the only two who can guard Giannis. I yes. think there are others that can guard him. I just don't think. I think you're not putting them on for certain reasons, hence foul trouble. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, because they play better, yeah. Sure. I mean, I mean, I I don't know. I mean. You ragdoll Tatum on that one play. I know we did. I know we did. I'm just saying. I'm. Man, you need team defense to stop Giannis. Nobody, yeah. I don't think anybody can really guard him. No one 1v1 one 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 can stop him. Yeah, I agree with that. I just, I don't yeah, know. Go ahead, go ahead, John. My all right. So, that's all good. I'm I'm going to go, go with, with this series. I'm, I'm picking them 7 I'm. I'm going to warn our audience ahead of time. There's going to be some Boston uh, uh, chanting. I don't I don't know what Phil's going to do when he speaks. Um, but uh, I, that shit. That's all I'm about to do. I assume, I assume he's foaming out of the mouth for this because I, I'm going to warn everyone. I think he thinks that the Celtics are going to go on to uh, the finals and win it all. All right? I'm, I'm going I'm to make Phil's prediction ahead of Phil. And uh, that's what I'm thinking Phil's going to say. John is a mind reader. All right, all right. Well, hear me out, hear me out. All right. I mean, also, John is pretty good on bets so far. So, hey, I, John I, said I it. Every personal bet I've had with our friends. So, hey. I don't fucking personally bet me, motherfucker. That's, I'm just saying, I'm a lucky motherfucker. No, but I, I think if, I think if Boston does beat the Greek freak, Boston's lucky as well. Great, a great stepping stone towards beating the Heat, towards beating the Suns. I think. I, 
I, I truly believe that Giannis is going to bring this home. Um, Middleton's completely out for the series, right? Looks like it. He's not like he's coming back anytime. Like, not rushing back. Huh? I think this is going to be at least another two weeks, and that will be more than the series last. Yeah. So, but I mean, I mean, hopefully, hopefully Milwaukee can rally. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I just I don't know. I don't. Boston has it, all right, but I don't know if they have it to win it all. And I think that's what Phil's rooting for. All right, Phil, I'm gonna give you the floor. So, sorry I said that slanderous thing about your team. Don't apologize. Don't ever apologize. Um, Okay. Um, the Giants are trash. They were even. Um, so. Wait, who? The Knicks. Um. How dare you? Okay, we're even then. We're even now. Okay. Um. First. Uh. First things first. I'm the realist. Um. Shout out no Iggy Azalea. Um. Okay. I sorry. I wanted to do a, a bar, but um. I think the series is going decent so far. I mean, I'm happy that it's tied right now. Because after that first game, I was a bit worried just because Drew Holiday and Giannis went off. But I think the key yeah. to the series is let let Giannis cook. Let Giannis do whatever he wants as long as no one else beats you. Because Drew Holiday is a great defensive talent, but he can be inconsistent on offense sometimes. And it showed for game one and game two. Game one, he scored over 20. Game two, he didn't. Uh, Brooke Lopez had a rough second game. Bobby Portis as well. I'll let Bobby Portis shoot as many threes as he wants because he hasn't been – that consistent yet? He's just no. You need to relax on that. You really gonna tell you, Phil? You, there's a, a time through this year that you were betting on body four was threes because how consistent? Am I, I, am I doing that now? I'm just saying. I'm just this Absolutely season not. wasn't like it was last season. Go okay, ahead. And, and, and I made a lot of stupid bets. I had no idea when. Okay. Oh, oh really? You yeah. don't blame that on Bobby now? Ain't that yeah. something? Yeah, I, like I said, um, Bobby is obviously isn't the best three point shooter. And I'll let him shoot. Uh, what did he shoot last game? He, he went 0 for 2 last game for 3. So, I mean, obviously, the, the whole game plan is let, let Giannis cook. Everyone else, just worry about them. And I think that's going to be the game plan moving forward because Giannis had, what, five points at the half and then ended with 40. So, and then no one else did well after that. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me pull up the box score. Yeah, Giannis had I think you're 20. Right. Giannis had a good amount. Drew Holiday had under 20. Brooke Lopez struggled. Brooke Lopez had two. Wes Matthews had four. Bobby Porch, 13. Grayson Allen, three. Pat Connaughton, 13. So, yeah. Um, the whole game plan, let Giannis cook, like I said, and let everyone else – if anyone else beats you, I'm okay with. Do you think you can sustain that for the rest of the series? You said Absolutely. Not game one. On the threes, that's my question. Like, don't you think? Yeah, that, that, that's also going to be a big factor because the Bucks are going to give them the threes anytime they want, just because they want to see if Boston can actually make them. Mm-hmm. If if they, I'm not saying they have to be hot, but convert maybe 35 percent of them, and you should okay. be good. Also, Grant Williams and Horford are going to be very key to the series because, as shown, I said before, they're the only people that can actually guard Giannis sort of one v one. To help bring the pressure when he cuts, so keep that defense up. They're doing amazing. Al Horford at thirty-five is is, is defending Giannis decently, so that's very that's very good news to hear for Celtics fans. So I see the series probably going to Game Six or Seven, probably Six, but worst case scenario probably will go Seven. But yeah, I got a Celtics to Six just because I think the Chris Middleton injury is going to hurt them. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of what happened in Game Two, happened throughout the series. 
Giannis doesn't have a, a second go-to score next to him like Middleton. Drew Holiday is inconsistent, and the other three obviously aren't aren't well-known scorers. So I think the loss of Middleton is really going to hurt the Bucks. And we got to remember that the Bucks may be one of the best home teams in the league, but the Celtics are also one of the best road teams in the league. So they could they could it's very possible for the Celtics to steal a game at home, just like how the Bucks did to them. But with that being said, yeah, I got Celtics in six. Okay. And plus, Marcus Smart is reportedly coming back to play in Game Three, so that's also good news. Not to see, not to see on that. So I am excited. Is that the rest of basketball, or is there anyone else to cover? Uh, anything else you guys want to cover? There's not really much else to um to cover, but um, did you guys see? Sorry, I literally just had this on my head too. Oh, off um, this isn't basketball. Sorry, it's all topic because I want to go back to football a little bit. Did you see what Brady said on TikTok? Oh yeah, I saw oh. that. Loved it. Saw that yeah. within the nine the, minutes of him posting the talk, the, the talk roll thing. Yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. I, I think Ballas had to retweet it with the eyes emojis. Whoever wh- whoever is running that. Account shout out to us. Good stuff. Also, no, shout out to the group of people running that TikTok account. I run that Twitter account because I'm not in that group. I just want to let that be known. The group you have access to it though. Huh? I gave you the account and everything. Well, I was denied access the other day. Oh, it was because it was a a weird day of the week. The day after you had access. Is it? You know, you know when you get locked out of your account for, for like a short amount of time. That's what happened. Still, I was not locked out. I was denied access. Ooh. It's it. Same thing. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to log back in uh, any period, anytime now. It should be good. You also, I mean, somebody could have been logged in and typing. You know what I mean? They don't let Right. Them yeah, 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 yeah. You know I'll, I'll, talk to the inter- I'll talk to the intern, whoever that was, yeah. And I don't even know the password. Right. No, I'm going to tell, tell you what happened. All right, Ball Essential, <laughs> this is what happened, okay? Oh, I posted, I, I retweeted something. Okay. And it was it was a NASCAR meme. Like it was just a joke. <laughs> okay. And Phil, our resident baller central TikTok, you know. Uh-huh. TikTok. He, I mean TikTok, sorry. Twitter, Twitter. user. He's he's always Akeem, on the- Akeem must account too. <coughs> but we know Akeem. Akeem's not even here right now. Akeem is not Are you gonna blame something on Akeem when he's not here right now, Phil? I don't Akeem Akeem has info to the account. I'm just saying if I could have possibly been Akeem. Akeem is not on the account at all times of night, but Phil is. I want to hear this. Keep going. Keep going. Phil retweeted it, and I'm telling you, Phil, because of, you know how Twitter has, like, you know, when you're following somebody, sometimes you can see certain things that they like, things that they interact with, things they comment on, you know. Mm-hmm. Phil has, from day one since he started following, Phil has screenshotting things, sending it to me in my messages. Or just interacting on Twitter. It's stuff that, you know, Twitter is a safe space for me. Where I can just, you know, just, just, just shit post. Phil is interacting with everything. Phil does that. Maybe not interacting, but watching not everything. everything that I'm doing. Yeah. Phil does that, yeah. And That's I why I don't post that much. And when I do post, it's so nice because, like, Phil is, like, one of the, let's say, 10, 20 people that, like, reaches out first. You know what I mean? I think I think we need exactly. to give Phil like a little temporary ban off of <laughs> the, the Twitter account. Well, well, I'll make sure to talk to one of the founders of Ball Central. The whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you trying to devalue our status right now? Huh? Are you trying to devalue our status right now? What do you mean? Like, 
oh, I'll talk to one of the other founders of Ballas and we'll I'll figure talk, this out. I, I, I said the, one of the founders. Yeah, I got that. The, fun. I understand you're only referencing Akeem. That's why I said, are you just going to disrespect us like that? We, it, we're going to have oh, a vote. I, it should be a vote. Like I was, I was talking to myself, but okay, we can talk to Akeem as well. <laughs> oh, we're, we're you ain't going to Akeem? You ain't even going to include Akeem? You know it was you and Akeem. Don't be like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure Akeem is usually up at that time of night anyway, so, I mean, I mean, we posted this on Twitter. According to like you know the login system, I was logged out an hour prior to set activities from Elijah. So, okay, yeah, just a little. So you're you're trying to maintain your innocence on how you didn't troll. Absolutely. Okay, but you know that's like also the the ball the ball central account is known to you know to focus on our hosts because how much they care about their hosts to you know to see how they're doing at all all types of day and night because that's just that's just how much they care. Okay, got you. I mean, oh, I also, fucking lying. Also, Elijah, Elijah, what was the uh, said NASCAR meme in question? There are also a lot of also's here. I'm just saying, let's do a shot to your also's. It was a meme of a um. I'm not fact. I'm not ashamed. It was a meme. <laughs> had nothing to do with me. So it was basically a meme of um. There was a video. The race on Sunday was ringed out, right? Okay. So. Every every single car that was there, you know, they had their tarp over. Sure. Because, you know, they, they can't race. So they, uh, race. they race. can't race. So they nice. had the tarp over the car. Car was sitting in pit road. And everything was everything was good, right? Uh-huh. Every single car's tarp was black. Except for one. Okay. Which was yellow. Okay. So the joke was, yep. there was a video, a, um, an adult film video where there was like four black guys surrounding you know a single Caucasian lady okay <laughs> cool all right <laughs> and that, that was, was the joke picture. yeah it seems very that NASCAR was, that was the picture of the meme that was posted and what? it was funny yeah Ball Central that was hilarious as well yeah. but here goes Phil because any Ball time, Central like Ball, Ball Central not yeah, Paul Central account. Paul Central account. Any, it's Phil. But anytime oh, I like something oh. that has to do with a female on Twitter, whether it's raunchy or whether it's regular, Phil's right there. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Your your point is addressed, and it it shall be talked about with the other Ball Central co-hosts. Right. We'll, we'll involve everyone, including Zach and. Well, we'll we'll run it by the Ball Central uh, social media team after this. Oh my God! Well, it's, it's a social media. It's a social media matter. Okay, so yeah. I act like you ain't tell us to post or give a commercial. My commercial was just on today, everyone. By the way, and it was, and it was amazing commercial. What'd you say? And it was an amazing commercial. Yeah, thank you. So I, technically, I'm part of the Ball Essential social media account. Are we not? Am I not? Well, you're more of the podcast slash um, oh, no. uh, talent department. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, yes. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah, myself, and the team are part of the are part of the social media team. Oh, worse! I don't even get a vote in this. You know what? I mean, <laughs> wow! You know what, Wait, John? How, how have you helped in social media? I I started a Twitter again. I told you. I how, often you how, how often do you use it? I I tweeted. When I tweet. <laughs> All right, I don't tweet that much because every every, like every, like every other people's tweets, and I might every just, every full moon he tweets. Every full, said, moon, every full moon you tweet. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's right. I'm a fucking vampire, all right? 
or a fucking. Yeah, that's fine. We we appreciate your tweets. Don't worry. We ball central podcast account will also be keeping an eye on Twitter, so feel, feel, okay. you feel nice and comfortable. Okay, cool. That that's just the whole mantra of ball central. We make sure our hosts feel. Allegedly, you want to say with me? Comfortable. If the if the if the Celtics win the NBA Finals, I'll tweet for ten weeks straight. That's a deal. Nah, but what do I get? What the fuck? Okay. Um. What do you want posted on the Ball Central account or my account? I don't. I. Yeah, I want. Yo, Elijah, listen to this. I just know. What, I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. If if the Celtics, if if, if just to go the opposite of your bet, sure. If that if that doesn't happen, what are you saying? Celtics win it all, right? If the Celtics win it all, I'll give you. I'll give you ten weeks of tweeting. Okay, but if this if the Celtics don't, um, ten weeks straight, day after day, any. It'd be anything but po- anything but positive. Giants, Knicks, uh, any one of your team's positive comments. The whole ten weeks. You're gonna you're gonna tweet that out. Fact, fact, facts of the day. Anything John approved, tweeted. Okay. I mean, I mean, well, we'll talk. And, and, we'll talk. It, it, it has to go through you first. I don't, Bill. That's that's increasing my load. If anything, we we Phil gets a, a week time off of social media tweeting. No, I mean, I, I have to tweet it. What do you mean? No, oh, I, I know. Like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. All right, the we'll social, me- the we'll social media team has to tweet it. I mean, we, we might as well put this as a conclusion as well so we don't have to do another recording. Uh, all right. I just, uh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Now, I was literally about to ask, do we have another of, segment? We yeah, we'll, 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 let's make this one final segment. <laughs> so, right, cool. um, anything you want to add for NBA before we move on to WNBA? Mm, I'm still oh, thinking about everything. Yeah. Um... I just want to say, as part of the social media team, I would really love it if our co-host John would join us one day, you know, on Twitch. Yo, you know. or- absolutely, like Fortnite. Me, 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 Lawrence and Elijah got a dub on Fortnite the other day during draft. Word, nice. I will join once. We, we need that. We we need that entertainment in our life. The John, the John way. Okay, I will that, try. That hurt to say, but you know, the, just because you said the John way. The John way. Oh my god. All right, so so we well, um, agree now. So yeah, I need him there. Right, this is going to be the John and Elijah Buddy podcast. That'll probably be the name of the episode. We haven't decided yet, but yeah. um, recently we did a we're we're trying out a new league that ESPN just dropped, the WNBA league. We did the draft. Akeem stole a lot of our players, but I thought it was a very fun draft. Uh, how does everyone feel about their team? <laughs> Because there, there, um, there's some WNBA news we need to go over that needs to be addressed from the links and the Sparks. So just a heads up. Um, I know exactly what we're going to say about the Sparks. And before we even get to them, I just want to say I hate them for doing that. But um, as far as the draft, um, if you do follow the Baller Central Twitter account, you would know by now that um, I was asleep during the whole draft and I had the number one pick. It's a slumber. So I did get a great number one pick. You know, I got something to start, us, start me off good. But um, past that, I don't even know. Like, I looked at my roster, and I don't know how I'm going to do this year. So um, I'd look to somebody else if you want to place bets on who's going to win. Are, are you uh, you talking trades, E? I, I will be talking trades, hopefully. Um, I, know, I know I have a trading partner in there somewhere. Right here. Where's Shout you? out to Josh. Oh, sorry. My name is John, but yes. <laughs> oh, no. We, we don't that. He, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about, man. The deal will be in the works soon. Yeah, 
I will be looking for trades if anybody is open for business. Holla at me. Um, and this is actually, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've dealt with, kind of off topic, but I've dealt with a lot of people in talking about how the WNBA, like, their players are not paid fairly, but I think that they don't deserve the same amount of pay as the men because their season is shortened. The league is not the same size. And granted, they're doing the same job, but they aren't actually doing the same job. And it, it, the reason that their money is so short is actually because of the WNBA-CBA agreements. Yeah, yeah. The NBA is split 50-50 between players and owners, whereas the WNBA is split 25-75. Which is bullshit. Also, they also so need a lot more viewership. That's also a different, another problem. But yeah, but story. the point, Ooh, the point is for that. me, the point is for me, I think the issue with the WNBA not having the viewership that they want and not having the revenue that they want and the players not getting paid as they want is with the CBA agreement and the fact that they don't have that rev- revenue from um, viewership. And I am proud to say that I am watching the WNBA religiously this year because of this league. And it's not that I got needed a kick in the butt, but I'm glad I got it so I can actually give this league a chance. Facts. Can I can I jump off of what he said? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm really glad you brought up uh, the bargaining agreement because uh, I'm going to bring up – I'm going to compare the two leagues now, and I'm going to tell you where the WNBA is going wrong versus where the NBA is going wrong – going right. You know how it's 50-50 in the NBA? Mm-hmm. That's exactly where it needs to be because – once they like as as the league started to grow, they started to give the players a little bit more because they started promoting the individual players. You know what I'm saying? To to yes. advance the game, so they they started promoting Magic Johnson, uh, Larry Bird, uh, Michael Jordan was a huge one with Nike. Do you know what I mean? Like brands like that, and then like as they grow up, do you know what I mean? You get those like those contracts help grow your league and help grow how many people are going to buy jerseys or buy Nikes or buy. You know what I mean? Like. It, those those players are really the ones expanding their league. They're the ones going to China. They're the ones, you know what I mean, who are, who are pushing it. Um, I, I also agree with you that there aren't enough teams. I think there's going to be uh, some a few expansions because uh, we're seeing now with the draft how they have to wait until they're uh, over 22 to enter the WNBA, but there, there's an influx of players. And uh, it uh, it's one of the reasons why a lot of these WNBA players – are going overseas. Like, my girl, Brittany Griner, I got her in the fifth round. Amen to that, all right? But right now she's being detained by Russia because apparently she had some CBD or whatever on her bag. This was, remind you, this is, like, within two weeks of, like, uh, the war starting that Russia started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the United States was giving, like, AIDS and stuff to Ukraine and aid and stuff to Ukraine. And also, she's, like, Brittany Griner is, like a, like, a public lesbian. You know what I mean? And they're very anti-gay rights there. You know what I mean? So, I, I, in a way, I feel like with this arrest, it was kind of like sticking it to the United States. And, like, like I, I think she's being prosecuted way harsher or way, you know what I mean, versus, like, how she should be prosecuted. I don't know. I mean, it's Russia, so, I mean, it's a communist state, but I don't know. I... It, it, it kind of blows my blood because, like, she's making a million dollars there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, in the United States, she's making, what, 200000 less than that? 
two hundred and like let's say fifteen thousand is like what the max WNBA player is making, which is fine. But reality, what Candace Parker once said on TV: "This is my summer job." You know what I mean? Because they're not valuing the league as high it should be valued. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's a lot of work for TNT. That's why she works for TNT <laughs> because they pay her the real like let's say ten million dollars or like five mil for like the year of basketball work she puts in, and then on top of it. Like, she's an ambassador to the game. Like, she's one of, like, the five women in the WNBA that, like, has mega history around the game. She was the first woman ever to dunk in the uh, NCAA tournament, you know what I mean, in college. She she won at Tennessee with Pat Summit. you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot around her. I mean, she just won in Chicago last year, brought a, home, a title to her hometown in the first year of Promising. So, I mean, like, I, I think this league is still so damn young, and I think it needs – it you need to prop up these athletes to then grow your league because that's what the NBA did and it it was a huge boost for them. You know what I mean? Like when you talk about the NBA, you know who LeBron James is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know the oh. like anybody knows the name. You talk about basketball. Oh, I know who LeBron James is. Like, like and people these are people like you can go walk around the world. They know who the fuck LeBron James is because he's an athlete who gives back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is which is astounding, Phil. I'm going to let you hit this because I've been talking way too long. I'm sorry, my guy. Okay, you hit everything. You said hit everything I was going to say. Worth it. I appreciate yeah. it. I mean, this this league is definitely a good thing for us just because um, it gives us – it gives the, the WNBA – it's also a benefit for them because it gets more eyes on their league. Because mm-hmm. It gives us a chance to, you know, do research on players, add drop, you know, see if players do well, see if they do bad. It's just a lot more eyes on them as we, you know, do this league. And, of course, you know, there's nothing on the line here, just pride. And, I mean, there's another league for me to win, but, you know, it's okay. kind of point. But, you know, it's defending NBA champ, but that's here nor there. But it's just a good thing to, you know, I haven't watched a lot of NBA recently, and John's our WNBA expert, so it just gives me um, more an opportunity to get to know the game better. Well, and I, I love, like, I love, like, women's basketball because, like, it, I, I feel like it's got a lot of the same, like, historical, like, like it, it points to the same players if you play for over 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, you know who Sue Bird or Kobe Bryant or Dirk Kaminsky is. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I think – I hope this grows in your guys' eyes because, like, college basketball right now, next year, is amazing. Like, it's literally got its best players yet, and they're all juniors. So you the have Cavender twins years of watching these girls play. You talking about the Cavender twins? What'd you say? You talking about the Cavender twins? I'm yeah, no, I'm not even talking about them, bro. They're in the, the fucking back pages of my book. I'm talking about UConn. I'm talking about Louisville's up for a title. I'm talking about South Carolina's making themselves as a power. Like yep, to get yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just there's so many good teams, and then on top of it, you got these girls that sometimes transfer into smaller programs that make the tournament that then knock off a big pro and it's, it is March Madness. I think the only like negative to that is that the women's games, they home field advantage uh, in the playoffs, which is actually interesting depending on if you guys like that. I mean, personally I'm against it with March Madness, but uh, that that's probably my only negative about the women's game. Like, for example, like I like that there's less dunking because like they shoot more threes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the women's game is uh, how's, what's the right word? It's a more pure game of basketball. It's like fluid, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's 
I, it's not as ex- it, I, I'm not trying to say it's not as exciting, but it doesn't bring a flash as a dunk does. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of debate on, oh, should we bring the rim down a little bit so they could dunk? You know what I mean? And the players don't really want that because, like, in like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not trying to compare the leagues like WNBA to NBA. Do you know what I mean? They're in itself two separate entities, but in reality, they they want to keep their rim height the same exact as the guys because the men's really has never changed. Am I right? Right. Like they've moved the three point uh, thing back, but they've never changed the rim size for the height. You know, I can't confirm, but pretty sure they haven't. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, although in college we did see them take away dunking when Kareem was in, uh, at UCLA. So, I mean, there, there has been some like give and take with like both men's and women's game, but I think, I think it's fun to watch them now because it's almost like watching 80s basketball with like, with all these stars now. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the game's just going to grow from here on out. And hopefully it expands. Sabrina, Elena Yellow Dawn, Liz Cambage. Uh, Candace Parker, Kelsey Plum, just to name a few. Are you reading your roster? I was, I was giving Phil shit that oh, no. he didn't get her. Oh, no, I was just um, naming some stars. Uh, I know, but I have, I have Kelsey Plum, and the only reason I know about Kelsey Plum is because I was watching the tournament this year, and she, she's on like the the women's national team, and she was like talking to like Sue Bird. She, and, she was on a three v three national team too. Yeah, she was on three v three national team too, and they, didn't they win gold? Yep. Yeah, so like her, her and Isaiah Thomas went to the same college, Washington. Did they really? I did not know that. That's wild. Yeah, apparently she's she's a badass. So like, I'm I'm excited Absolutely. to see what she does this year. Last year she played off the bench. So I I also like the advancement in this league. You know what I mean? Like, like it rookies struggle and they have to grow their stripes. You know what I mean? Right. So I grabbed one of the rookies of the years. Yeah, yeah, facts. Although you, I, you're, yours is kind of defense in a sense. True. So I'd watch yeah, that. I thought it was a very interesting draft. It was very entertaining. Even though Akeem took Sabrina from me. He took, bro. Yo, can we just go over Akeem's roster right now? Like, yeah. no we'll, offense. We'll I do that and, and we'll, we'll call it. Okay. Um, We're going over our own rosters too? Yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, I'm Fuck it. Up. It's all right. You got some decent players. <laughs> He's like, we really gonna sleep on your team now? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I believe if anyone can come back. Because well, he's he slept in his own team, apparently. Hey, man, you never know. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? So hold on, where is Akeem's team? We'll start with his. Oh, I forgot him uh, in the fantasy before we. He got. He has uh, <laughs> Sabrina Inescu, Sue Bird, Candace Parker. Oof. The, he, his guards are like fierce. Uh, Angela McCountry. Uh, he's got uh, Tiffany Mitchell. Which is pretty interesting. Um, oh, she is the eternal guy. He doesn't have many centers, so I think I think that's where he's uh, he's missing. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, well, I don't think he needs it. He has uh, Russell, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just at center at this at. I mean, you'd be surprised, but they're kind of running the league in a sense. Yes, I'll say this: I definitely wanted Sabrina too, but I fell asleep and I don't even know where she got drafted. Second round, maybe? Yeah, second round, I think. I wouldn't have got her. I had the first pick. I would have picked up the end of the second. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like... if you went Sabrina first, it would have, I don't want to say been a bust, but like, you would have reached. No, I'm happy with my first pick. Yeah, she's really good. She's really That's good. the only pick that I did see. Oh. 
I mean, for my team, Tiffany Hayes, guard, uh, Evina Westbrook, not related to Russ. Um, Damn, really? Satusa Bali, one of the sleepers I saw on the fantasy app, so I had to grab her. Let's see. uh, Elizabeth Williams, ranked 8th best center. Let's see. Emily Engstler, one of the rookies this year. Very super rookie as well. Uh, The finals MVP last year, uh, Kalia Cooper from the sky. Copper. Uh, Yeah. What do you mean, eh? I mean... We all know Candace Parker did that, but yeah, I, I he was the MVP Finals MVP. What? Copper was the Finals MVP. I don't give a fuck. Everyone, everyone, no matter what, I'm just saying Candace Parker is Candace Parker. All right, go ahead. She, she put uh, up points, but let's see if she does it this year. Right, uh, Dewana Bonner, the fourth best ranked forward on the ESPN. Arika Ogunbowale. I severely apologize if I pronounced that wrong. Right. Definitely one of the top tier guards in the league. That's a Kobe pick. And then uh Ari McDonald. So I like how my team turned out. Could have probably used a one more uh big, but I like where we're at guard wise or forward wise. If you're looking moves to be, there's some trades to be made or like moves to be made, so we'll see. Word. I always have a trick or two up my sleeve. Word. Okay. All right. So what's up? How about you, Elijah? Um my roster is a bunch of players that only player I do know is one, and you'll know who it is. Um, Erica Wheeler, one of my guards. Um, don't really know much about her. Obviously, I don't really know much about WNBA basketball. But last year, she averaged thirteen and a half a game with four, five assists, over one steal, and three over three rebounds, one three made. Like she seems like she is definitely like an essential piece of whatever team she's on. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what she's gonna do. Um, another guard that I have is Courtney Williams. Again, don't know much about her. Last year, she has no averages, so she's a rookie. Um, I will be looking into her college highlights. This is my first time looking at my roster, guys. By the way, um, oh, Tina you, Charles. You go see a recap of the roster on on the Twitter uh, profile. You know, I, I didn't even look at that. Damn. You know what? What you say? They said, do you know Tina Charles? Tina Charles? Tina Charles is the one player on my team that I do know who she is. She's really good. And that's yeah, why she's she the number one pick on my team, averaging 23 and a half points and over nine and a half rebounds. The one pick Elijah didn't sleep on. <laughs> um, after that, I slept on everything else. Um, <laughs> Bet Nigel Laney from the New York Liberty. Definitely oh. going to see her play in person this year. I will be hitting a Liberty game up. Um, averaging 16 and a half. No, sorry. Last year he averaged basically 17. Um, over five, well, five assists and four rebounds. She definitely seems like a big part of this team. And I think Sabrina's their, uh, their, their point guard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sabrina's going to find her for sure. I like her. She's good. Seems like a shooter. Looks like a shooter. Um... I have also Ariel Powers from the Minnesota Lynx. I know this name, but I don't really know who she is. But last year she averaged 13 and a half with three and a half rebounds and two assists. Um, definitely a solid role player that I think I got at pick number 40. Um, she was injured last year too, so she'll, she'll be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm really reading her projection right now. Her outlook, it says he, she endured another injury-plagued season. I hope she can stay healthy, though. 
But um, I have Natasha Cloud from the Washington Mystics. Again, no clue who she is. But, hey, eight, 8.7 points and 6.4 assists is not a bad average for last year. I'm excited to see what she does. I'm excited to see what all of them do. I don't even know who they are, but I'm still excited. Uh, Lacia Clarendon. Don't know who she is, but Minnesota Lynx. Hopefully she, was one of, hopefully she was one of them that I got, I got um, cut a couple days ago. I hope not. Six of them got cut for, no, for a weird reason. Who? She did. She did. She, she did. got cut. She was waived by the Lynx on Tuesday. Damn. Like six of them got cut for randomly on Tuesday. Well, it's because the league's overpopulating. So they're going to they're gonna go with younger talent. It doesn't cost much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got to find somebody else. Um. Bria Hartley from the Indiana Fever. I know that name. Averaged three and a half points last year. She didn't really do much. But um, she missed most of the year with a knee injury. So, hey, I mean, if she could stay healthy this year, I'm pretty sure she'll be a dog. Projected to average 10 points. Pretty sure she'll be solid. Average 20 minutes a game. That would be nice. And then my final player is... Julie Alleman from the Chicago Sky. She is a rookie as well. Um, or is she a rookie? Sorry, she just says she didn't play in the WNBA during 2021. So she'll return to the league, so she's not a rookie. Sorry. My apologies. But um, like I said, I don't really know anybody from my team, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I actually faced John week one. and um, Ooh. Yeah. Okay, before we wrap things up, John, how do you feel about your team? I like my team. It's, it's, good. it's fun. It's got some sleepers. Uh, I'm really – I'm going to say this again. I really hope Brittany Griner, they, they work out a deal for her to come back um, and get released from prison because that's some bullshit. And uh, uh, the WNBA is going to be tr- uh, contributing. Like, they're, they're like uh, – I think they're sending money for a lawyer, and they're also, like, like dedicating, like, part of the season towards her. Like, they're going to put her number on all the fields and stuff. Season starts today, too. I know, yeah. Season Especially Friday. Yeah. So, I have uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith uh, from Phoenix. Great pick. Most, most well-known. Yeah. She's really good. Um, I, I, I mean, I wasn't, like, that wasn't originally giving me my first, but I was picking seventh. So, like, it's a pretty good pick. What's the first pick? Eat it. Interesting. Commissioner and got the first pick. Hey, it was randomized. Don't if even it, do that. If, if, if it was me, it would have been a lot of commotion. I think it's probably fair. If you slept through it, no, everyone would be like, all right, fair draft, fair draft. It, it would it would have been a lot of commotion if I had the first pick and I was the commissioner. You know that for a I mean, let's yeah. be honest, though. And I the fact that I did sleep through it, is that not like a – Yeah. Does that make you feel a little better about it? Still. I just had a feeling that if it was me in a situation, I would have got killed. <laughs> That's because Phil, we're all looking to beat you. That's a compliment. You should take that as a compliment. Okay, continue, John. All right. So my next, uh, well, it wasn't my next, but I got Kelsey Plum within the draft, and I was super excited when I got her because, like, like I said, she's a dog. Like, uh, she hopefully put the big points for me this year. I'm excited to see what happens, um, tomorrow. Um, then I got um, Nasha Howard. She plays in the Liberty. She averages 15.9 points. Uh, also another dog. Appreciate her. Appreciate her. Um, I got Brittany Griner in the fifth. I was very proud about that. If she comes back, 
uh, you should not sleep on my team because I will fucking dominate. Um, mm. I'm just like, yeah. if he comes back, like, I'm scary. I don't mean to be like that, but like, Talk your shit. No, I don't mean to be like that, but Freddie Griner is like one of the number one players in this league because she can dunk and she can, her post presence is like Kareem. I don't mean to be like that, but it is. Uh, this league will be the opposite of the NBA NBA league. Oh, I slept through the NBA league. That's why I had to like, you know what I mean? Like, it, you, you haven't seen an active John See? in basketball. I, I had some impressive wins in the NBA okay. league. And we're not scared, though. All right. Well, I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> you got to show me, John. You got to show me. Okay. Well, I, might not be, I got uh, Tara McLaurin. She's pretty good. She's a center. I, I was trying to pick up some centers towards uh, the middle part because, oh, I, yeah. in a sense, like, centers, like, Pretty good points. I got Allie Quickly. She won a championship last year. She was a part of that squad. She's not Candace Parker, though. All right. I get that. Ah. That right next to Candace Parker, though, when they won it. So, all right. I'm just saying, right hand girl. What can I say? Uh, I got uh, a couple of rookies. Uh, one uh, one in uh, Shakia Austin, who's going to play uh, in Washington. And then I got another rookie, Ray uh, Burred, who's going to play in uh, LA. Uh, and then I got uh, Katie Lou uh, Simons, who uh, plays in um, Ooh, Katie Lou Simons. Well, well okay. coming off the bench. Hopefully, she'll have a decent season. Uh, overall, I think I think I'm gonna be okay this year. I don't think I'll be that good. Hopefully, I'll. Uh, I'll uh, John's thinking the humble approach. I see. Do better. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm more of a humble guy, but like, fuck that shit. If your team's good, talk your shit. No, I'm just saying. Like, I I felt like I got a first round pick in the fifth round. <laughs> So that's why, you know what I mean? Like, if if they could fucking negotiate a goddamn treaty to get her back in the States, like, I'm going to be real reckless on this podcast. I don't mean to be like that. But... Yeah, also, uh, all the other teams, uh, Keems, TJs, Josh's, Zach's, and two other people, they're all, all the draft recaps are on the Twitter account at Ball Central 4 that Elijah now has access to, so... They got some good players. Everyone, everyone drafted pretty well. I would say. I'd say I'm even kind of afraid of Tommy's team. You know I forgot Tommy's in the league. <laughs> Tommy's in the league too. He drafted, so I mean, like, shit. What are you gonna do? Right. Okay. Um, so that being said, um, anything else before we wrap up? Nah, man. <laughs> We've been on here for too long. We've been on here for too long. What's the, what's the official long. timing? What's the official timing for this recording? For this section, Easy. the official timing is 86 minutes. Which is just shy of an hour and a half. Sheesh. And then well, we have we for ten or twenty minutes of it. So about an hour forty five ish. Some of it will be cut, but yeah. Not gotcha. Bad. Like I think about four minutes will be cut from this one, and six minutes from the other one, or seven minutes from the other one. Okay. But this was a long recording. Hey. But um. When you when you talk about something with a group of people that you're cool with and have fun talking to bus up with, that flies. That's right. Okay. Anything um, you want to shout out before we head out? Um, real quick. Um, this is Teacher Appreciation Week, and this is why I'm a little upset. Keem's not here, also. Um, shout out to Keem, bro. He's a teacher. Shout out to Keem. Those kids. Shout out to Keem. Um, also, guys, all right. He's under the weather right now, but hopefully, he feels better soon and um for Tuesday. But um, also want to say fresh off a of battle um. Had real fun, a lot of fun oh, last you. week. Um, shout out my opponent, North Star. 
you died, but you know you Ooh. had some stuff. I enjoyed you, not really. Um, <laughs> what else happened last week? Oh, it, was a comp- it, was, it was it was interesting. Shout out Phil for being on the stream with me often. You know, it's kind of boring being there by yourself. So I'm glad that I got Phil there. I'm waiting for John to join and waiting for Akeem to get a PS5 to join. I will join. He can play Fortnite with a PS4. What do you mean? I've never seen Akeem play Fortnite, though. Fortnite. The last time he played Fortnite was with me and Tommy, and he reached quit. So That's that was a while ago. Well, other than that. Okay. Waiting on John, yeah. We waiting on you, sir. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Get your PC or whatever you use now. Hop on. Other than that, again, shout out TJ. We got a game this week. Lock in for our TKL, bro. Um, oh, oh, wait, John, over and under on Elijah scoring 12 points. And what? The, his next game. I, 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 bro, I don't know how this shit's going to be scored out. I might, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was talking a lot of shit on how I might dominate this league. I, I have no fucking clue. All right. No, we're talking like, about me and my my game on, on Saturday, bro. Oh, your game? Oh, I, you score a lot of points. I say uh, eight over eight. He said un- over or under twelve. Oh, over or under twelve. Uh, over. I I say over. Double. All right. Last time I the game um team that we played this week. Last time I played them, I got I had twenty two. All right, cool. So I said over. So I mean, look at that. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna go over times two because that's my man's, and I want him to do well. Kill that what? team. Kill that one. Appreciate it. They're they. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just okay. I just hope I get some good shots and they fall. They will fall because you're that guy. You're him. You're him, Jay. All right. You're a team yeah. bowling. You're you're a team bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. So with that being said, um, follow the Twitch channel. Elijah's doing a great job with it. Uh, follow John on Twitter. Tweet tweet at John. Make him more active on Twitter. Do do whatever you have to do. Thanks. Tweet him anything. Tweet him Eli Manning arguments. Tweet him Nick arguments. Tweet him whatever you want to make him be more active. By the time this is posted, actually, it will be Friday. So tune into the stream tonight. I will be attending SmackDown tomorrow night, actually. So I'll be on there talking about uh, WrestleMania Backlash, which is Sunday. You know, right. my predictions and everything. I'll also be talking about the show. And we also going to talk some more sports tomorrow night. Me, Phil, and hopefully John joins in. Absolutely. So, um, with that being said, um, Akeem's running on the weather. Hopefully, he'll, he'll be back in time for Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday will will be, will be our new day for recordings, and I believe Wednesday will be the new upload date. I believe Wednesday at noon. So, just a reminder: Wednesdays will be the new Ball Central day. So, whatever you're doing, Wednesday at noon doesn't matter if you're on lunch, taking care of the kids, do whatever you want. Take some time out to. Probably two hours, because that's a safe bet, because we don't know how long these podcasts go anymore. It could be anywhere from an hour to two hours, maybe even three if we're lucky, but just make sure you tune into that. The podcasts are still going to be on the same platforms, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, just a reminder. And, you know, with that being said, this has been another episode with these amazing co-hosts, minus the keys who's not here, from myself, John, and Elijah. We will see you guys on Wednesday. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>